it's time to stop calling people conspiracy theorists. The term is outdated, and honestly, just outright offensive at this point. So what these people have been right about a number of things, and even called out the current situation. Sure, in 2020, anyone who said that if you didn't get the vax, or have a vax passport, you wouldn't be able to travel, hold a job, participate in society. And don't even get me started on these people, 9-11, the war on terror, and police state America. It's time to call these people what they really are. For too long, society has had the mystery of upcoming government tyranny and overreach taken away by their insistent crowing about personal liberties and individual rights. How long must we endure these people, making their accurate and somewhat prophetic predictions of where we are moving as a society? Enough! It's time to shut them up and let the normies enjoy the surprises as they come. They really are like the people that snuck into an early showing of a movie, then posted the best parts of it online for all of us to watch, ruining the entire film. They are not conspiracy theorists. They are not conspiracy realists. It's time to call them what they really are. They are spoil sports, and they need to shut up and let us enjoy the mystery of life as it comes. Here once again with another episode of Against the Mob podcast. Here, of course, with Matthew Billingsley, my co-host. And today we're bringing on Jack Curley from Down Under. Uh, we went on a podcast with Dunk Lipman over at uh, Break the State a while back with Jack on there and did a little interview about what's going on with COVID, uh, the lockdowns, the overall oppression. Um, and Jack had some pretty uh, defamatory things to say about the Australian government along the way. Um, so I think we're bringing him in here today to, uh, on behest of the government, to apologize for those remarks, uh, tell us all how everything's going great now, and the government cleaned it all up and turned out that there was no reason to have guns in the first place. That's, that's basically the gist of it. That's about I it. Mean, no, I'm just kidding. Of course, we're here to rail against guns today, guys. So we're basically uh, getting into 2A. Uh, we're going to talk about how that, uh, the difference in countries that are able to hold on to their guns and stave off that government and places where Jack's from, like Australia over there. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself, Jack. Give us a little intro on this for anybody who didn't catch the other podcast. Uh, well, I mean, what is it to say? I've, I've wasted my time at university for about six years, um, <laughs> went through three courses, ruined my life going into a politics degree. Uh, wish that never happened. I wish I was a normie. I really do. It would be a blessing. You know, <laughs> they, they say that ignorance, ignorance is bliss and it genuinely is. So... I, mean, I do definitely I've, feel that. I've said that in the past. I used to always tell people like, oh, politics, you know, it's all a <laughs> basket of snakes. Nobody cares about it. You're way happier not being involved in it. And now that I'm starting uh, to really get myself involved and, and Matthew and I've started this podcast, uh, it's really just magnified that in my mind as I'm miserable every day of everything I read. <laughs> <laughs> it's a massive black pill, that's for sure. But I will say this. I'm, I'm very black pilled on Australia. Don't have much hope. Very white pilled on America. I think... I, th I genuinely am like I think that there's there's hope 
And I think that uh, the utter failure of the US government at the moment is probably a good sign of that white pill. I don't know. I could see, I could see that. I'd buy, I'd buy it. Mm. I've certainly peddled that theory before that hopefully what we're seeing is kind of the, the dead cat bounce. They're spending all this money. They're inflating the currency yeah. at an unforeseen rate up to this point. Uh, and hopefully that's because the, the sharks are in the water and they're, uh, they're starting to sense that their time is coming to an end. Uh, and I've definitely heard that from other people around the world where they do point to America and they kind of say, hey, if you guys aren't going to stand up for this, then what the fuck are we doing? Because there's nobody left. You're the only bastion of freedom left in the world where it still has their guns readily available. Can you please oppose your government? So I am definitely <laughs> happy to hear that from somebody on an outside perspective yeah. that at least uh, it's, it's, um, it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely something that Americans certainly take for granted. Like every time, every time I hear someone that goes like, Oh, it's, it's not that bad in other countries. I'm just like, yeah, I mean, it's not. And the, the other thing is that they always compare America to other countries like Australia and America get compared a lot. Right. And the, the comparison is not justified because sure, the countries are about the same size, but the population is about 15 times less. Mm. So anything, anything that happens in America, Australians are like, oh, but America and then they. Uh, they sort of copy it and it's almost a bastardized version where they come, they bring American politics to Australia and then because there's no base to it, because there's no actual grassroots uh, movement behind it, it sort of just becomes this bleh. It's just a, it's just a, a lump of shit, basically. So <laughs> yeah. it's, and, and there, there, there are some good points, right? So, um, about halfway through last year, it was a big thing because the government wasn't allowing anti-government protests, but they allowed a Black Lives Matter protest. Uh, I think it might have been the Jacob Blake situation, August, um, I think. Yeah, so Jacob Blake was in August. Um, that was in, I think, yeah, then it, mid-August, yeah. and George Floyd was earlier. I think that was May or June. Yeah, so it was, it was one of those. So they had their protest, but they sort of turned it into... Uh, a thing about the aboriginals and they they quote deaths in custody same kind of stuff right and there's there's a valid point to it there really is um like i mean we could we could get into um i'm not super well versed on the on the issue but we could get into uh the australian government's treatment of aboriginal people considering that they're kind of moving them into a um concentration oh, camp i mean at, the moment. At, so at, the, at this point the jury is <laughs> out <laughs> western governments yeah. hate people it's just yeah, like, it's <laughs> kind of it's kind of a universal agreed upon fact at this point. Maybe um, I was gonna say yeah, it, was, it was interesting me to me what jumped out was when you say they're kind of co-opting the Black Lives Matter movement from America, and it's it's interesting to see that when it's like, hey, why don't you look at the black population in your own country? I'm sure there's mm. plenty of reasons to protest because of that. Why are you yeah upset due to this? And it's, it's sort of yeah yeah, and it, it sort of it sort of comes to the same point with the same people who are protesting. Um, for freedom, if you want to call it that, right? They're they're not really protesting for freedom. They're just they're just like, ah, oh, make sure that you're taking our rights, so we don't know. Just do it legislatively, so we're not aware of it. But because it's this big permanent pandemic legislation that they're trying to push, um, everyone's out in force. There's Trump flags there, hmm. which That's is really insane, right? 
There, there, I went because I I went on the weekend. Right, it was two two hundred thousand. I'll I'll stick with a conservative estimate and go with two hundred thousand. There's a lot of people. Like I've been to some big football games. Like our our big stadium is like a hundred thousand people. Um, so I've I've been to some big games and this crowd paled it in comparison. Yeah. So go ahead and explain so um, many people what what you're actually talking about. Logan, I know what you're speaking about for the uninitiated, though. um, What did you attend and why were you there? Uh, So it was a it was a protest against a permanent pandemic legislation. It's technically the Freedom March, which is like the worldwide thing. Like there's there's protests around the world every month. Right. Because of this. um, It's called the Worldwide Freedom Rally. So they, they had that here, and this one was one of those. The other ones have been what the what the media has been calling anti-lockdown, anti-vax protests, right? Which they're not, right? It's it's all it's all just leave me alone sort of protests. It's not so much the vaccine. Like there's obviously there are some people who are like the vaccine causes issues, the vaccine is bad, blah 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 blah. And there's there's valid arguments to every side. Um, there's always truth in the middle. So it's it's purely to protest this this permanent pandemic legislation and that's why everyone was out. So it's but there were Trump flags there which doesn't make sense and I asked one of the guys why the Trump flag. And he goes he gives me the typical answers oh the the globalists right that that sort of answer is like oh the the elite cabal is, is yeah, Alex Jones that sort of I was about to say I'm glad to hear what, that Alex Jones which is Jones what you would expect globalists <laughs> <laughs> well, funnily enough funnily enough there was a massive infowars flag which i was like that's <laughs> a very weird thing to see but i'm also the not surprised flag yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then and then on top of that i saw so many people when i say so many it was like 15 maybe wearing QAnon shit i'm like fuck off <laughs> Q- right, so those you, you really don't want that oh. when you're uh somebody agrees with your opinion and you're like thank you and they're like and also the earth is flat you're like god damn it please <laughs> <laughs> distance yourself yeah. from my opinion sir so it's 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 like the these people are the, the intentions are good and then they're like, good, good, good. Uh, let's go this way. <laughs> and it's just, it hurts. It hurts the the whole thing behind it. Because obviously Australia has been in the news. It's been pretty hectic here. Mostly Victoria where I am. Uh, but the other thing is that, yeah, but it, it's, 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 because it's, because it's all in the news. America, and this goes back to what I was saying before about America light, which is basically what Australia is. Australia is America light. There, there's no, you know, like the American identity, whatever that might be. I'm sure it's different for every person, right? Yeah. There, it, there is a collective identity. You know what? Right? I think that's you, something that's very interesting, though, is um, specifically in the in the wake of the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, I think that collective identity is splitting more and more. And I think that um, the Rittenhouse, people's reactions to the Rittenhouse verdict is very indicative of the problem that is going on in America, is that we can no longer agree on a very simple set of facts without um, clouding the conversation about race or whataboutisms, right? Because, I mean, it's, I mean, I've been having to talk to everybody about this. The Kyle Rittenhouse verdict 
only shows that the prosecution could not prove beyond a reasonable doubt that he was acting in self-defense. That's all that that verdict means. It is not a, a grand assumption or statement on the current on the currency of American politics. It is not some overarching race relation um, issue, right? I mean, at the end of the day, sure, you might be able to look at other cases in the justice system where you know, um, people are wrongfully imprisoned for self-defense, but it's not, um, it's just crazy though, because I, I do spend quite a bit of time listening to um, Sirius XM, the politics channel. And cause I like to get, um, I like to get the story of what mainstream corporate press acceptable narrative moderates are saying, right? People who claim that we're in the middle, um, that, that don't buy into the bipartisanship, but are still part of the corporate press and are still spewing a narrative that is acceptable to the corporate press. And it's been really interesting to hear all of the people call into those shows because, I mean, most people don't even have the facts right. And I will give them credit for like staying, staying the course and be like, no, 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 let's start the conversation from a simple set of facts. But the fact that these new, that these, these show hosts have to start almost interrupt almost every phone call that calls in with hold up hold up let's get the facts right and then restart over and it's been really telling because this idea and the whole reason i bring this up as you say this idea this collective identity of what is america i think it is shifting further and further apart from even our parents' generation, right? My parents' generation, even though they may have disagreed with Democrats and Republicans, they could have still kind of argued about what the American identity is, what the American dream is, the goals of America. Even though that we're not perfect in our delivery, we were, um, you know, our strive to be perfect in our ideals. But it seems like my generation, specifically the millennials, um, we are straying further and further apart from that. And it, I, I feel that it's crazy. It's very indicative of the fact that there's 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 starting to be less and less common identity in our narrative, even though at the end of the day, um, we have so much more in common than we disagree with. But it's it is like it is the problem of focusing on all of those negative aspects of our society and getting blinded by one issue, whether it be okay, well, whether it be race or is Kyle, um, Kyle Rittenhouse a white supremacist or, well, it doesn't matter that the gun was semi-automatic. No one should have a weapon like, you know, and it, we're, we're getting buried into all of these really minute details. And it's just an interesting observation. Yeah, it's the cult and it's, it's worldwide. That's all it is. You've got, as corny as it is, you do have the red pill and the blue pill. The blue pill are the people who watch the corporate press who don't, who don't, think beyond it right they'll they'll read you know in australia we have the abc which you guys have an abc as well but ours is publicly funded right so our abc will write all these um i can talk about the fucking abc i applied for the abc their application process is absurd um but it's sort of indicative of, of my entire point is that the abc has this narrative this it's very much the same as that uh, the Democrats and the corporate press in America, it's very much the same. It's, it's treading the same tracks. So it's, it's very much, and it, it does ring every bell that a cult would. It's as simple <laughs> as that, except it's, it's, it's this, it's not a figurehead that they're following. It's a certain narrative, which is fascinating. And I, yeah, it's more it's, the, uh, the team color, the, Hey, this is, 
blue no matter who in this country or and, it, yes. and i would say too it goes for the other side as well i mean we've as much as the, the republicans are good at pointing at democrats for all they're bad at uh, they turn around and do the exact same goddamn thing when they mm. get in office exactly there's nobody nobody does anything and i say this and because we we have the preferential voting system here we don't actually vote for a person which a lot of people don't realize we vote for a party and the party assigns the leader the leader mm. at the time can get deposed and replaced and then you have a person that nobody voted for so it's, it's, that's it's, just more efficient though because the way our system works is you you never know who's going to win the election so you end up having to pay all these different politicians off to do your bidding uh, whereas in, in your system you just you already know where the room is that's putting the politician in you just buy all those fuckers <laughs> off <laughs> well it's it's funny you mentioned that because uh three of the biggest politicians state politicians uh are under investigation for corruption so that's fun oh well, no of them resigned. Oh, no 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 <laughs> no i don't believe it you're there's no way they they, they earn all that no they earn all of that ICAC. money legitimately all right <laughs> there's that there's literally no corruption in government come on bro. I, I guarantee <laughs> they're gonna get their comeuppance too and they'll be out of government in five years making millions of dollars a year in the private think, sector where they belong that the first one, which is the New South Wales Premier, which is uh, the biggest state, um, she resigned for uh, some... She, like, slept with someone and gave them favors, right? That sort of thing. And mm. she got well, Personally, if somebody's going to sleep with me, I prefer they give me favors as well. <laughs> better than STDs. <laughs> oh, exactly. <laughs> and then... Um, Thought you were gonna say it's a I'm translation not, uh, issue. Favors means gonorrhea here in Australia. <laughs> 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 but yeah, it's it's um it's super interesting though because uh, the, the and New South Wales they resign in Victoria. This guy's like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> I'm gonna keep working. I'm gonna keep uh, pushing this legislation to give me ultimate power. So uh, nothing says representation of the people like forcing yourself into power. And no doubt, away. no doubt. Here's uh, a fun, here's a fun fact for you, uh, and it's probably the same in America. Actually, no, it's probably not. Anyway, um, there are 230 people in the country that decide how 26 million people live. That's not very far you. apart from us. It's like 460 something. Yeah, it's more that like. Is- uh, more like on the map when you look at the the controlling voting populations all in these large urban centers that force laws yes. upon people who live thousands of miles away yeah. out in the country you have nothing to do with those urban centers yeah it's pretty crazy yeah. if you look at a, an election map i can't remember but essentially you can boil it down to about 20 counties really decide an election mm. every year um and those are in those those are those bellwether um uh counties and you find those yeah. in pennsylvania ohio um, Michigan, Florida, and I'm trying to think, but at the end of the day, right, there's only like three or four counties in a few of those swing states that actually decide every single election. Those are all, yeah, for the most part, to me. states that we laugh about here in this country, Florida, Michigan, <laughs> Pennsylvania, I mean, yeah. the Ohio, those are the ones that get like the Florida man memes and all the most ridiculous <laughs> yeah. people and the, like, why are you living in Detroit still, you absolute morons? Uh, those are the deciders <laughs> of the leader of the free world. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's very interesting. It's uh, it's very, very interesting system. So I, what, I, I, one hundred percent support every notion of decentralization from a federal government. So, hundred like percent. 
like the, the it's almost the way the US was meant to be, right? It's states decide everything and then the federal government's just there mm-hmm. for, for the meme. Right. Well, yeah, and that's yeah. that classic question that we always run up against, and we've probably even done an episode on it at one point in time of is minarchist a pipe dream? You know, we and I kind of started off my journey into libertarianism as that where it's like, well, you can't not have any government, you have to have some small measure. Uh, but that's exactly kind of the experiment we played out here in America. We had the smallest government with the most regulations ever seen in human mm-hmm. history. And now we're the largest empire. We're the new Rome now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's very, it's very interesting. It's, but I've, I've been thinking about this cause I hear people asking the question, when, when did America die? And it's a very interesting question. I've heard some people <laughs> say 1790, <laughs> <laughs> which is which is hilarious. <laughs> but it 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 almost makes sense because it it never it was never followed, was it? I mean, there was not really. There was a lot. There was a struggle, and I think that it really ends in the Civil War about what the role of the federal government was and how and its relationships to the states. Um, I think that there's there's an awful lot of going back and forth because, I mean, you have founders like Hamilton, who was all about centralization, a central bank, and was borderline wanted to be a dictator. Um, and the best thing that Aaron Burr ever did for this country was to shoot him. So, you know, like, God bless <laughs> God bless Aaron Burr. Um, but at the same time, uh, there's all, there's this progression, right? Because then you you have presidents that that tend to be uh, more laid back than you have others that start to push the federalist agenda. And I really think that that dies um, with the culmination of the issue of slavery, right? Where you have free states, you have, you have slave states, and then you have these new territories and how they're being admitted. And um, it really ends though, because I mean, from all understanding that I have of the constitution is that the states, the Southern states had the right to secede, right? They have every right to pull out of the union. Now, I think you can, you can say that they have that right while also saying the way, the reason that they want to do that is absolutely, absolutely abhorrent, right? Because it's not, because everyone, you know, that's, that's one of those bad faith arguments that I always hate when people make, or it's like, well, the civil war was about states' rights. It's like, yeah, but states' rights to own people, you know, it's not like yeah. states' rights to like, can we smoke It's one of those, it's like, yeah, you are arguing about states' rights, but it's for a very yeah. terrible reason. But my understanding of, of the, you know, um, there's like the colloquial saying is that prior to the Civil War, it was the United States are um, because it was very much a plurality of states acting in, in a common interest. And then after that, you have the rise mm. of the federal government that crushed the rebellion. And then after that, it's the United States is. And I think that at that point, federalism was uh, embedded yeah. into the American system. And at that point, the federal government reigned supreme. And now everybody would fall, um, was that the supremacy clause really takes hold where um, the federal government will be the law of the land. You can see that now, even in our small school children, or I didn't know what the, the word state meant until I was probably 19 years old. And like you, when you are in America, state is like a territory. It's part of a, you don't yeah. realize that every other country calls themselves a state around this globe you know (laughs) so it's interesting that's funny my my friend my friend who is very politically uh inept is probably a perfect way to put it um i've been i've been slowly slowly showing him stuff it it takes a while but uh he he's like oh what do you mean state i'm like state is in like a country like the international definition of a country is a state right it's a head of state is a president or a 
a prime minister or whatever it is, dictator, they're head of state. But it's not really a thing that you learn in everyday life, which, you know, is perfect because the the powers that be want you stupid because they're easy to control. No doubt. Educate, no doubt. Educated truth. people educated people don't are really... dangerous. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think that's they, a lot uh... of uh, my source of the white pill feeling now, too, is that exactly that where we have. I don't know that we're smarter, but we have more access to information with the Internet. We have more ability yes. to post that information, to take videos in live time. Um, when we're speaking about 2A, I actually uh, put in a video here, <clears throat> excuse me, in the description to this where you guys can watch uh, Daryl Meekcom from uh, London. If you guys aware of this one. Mm-mm. So he's a, a 55 year old man who uh, was diagnosed with a, a terminal illness is something related to Parkinson's, if I remember correctly or a, an offshoot of Parkinson's. Um, and he had agents show up at his house. He refused to come out and get arrested. They kicked in his gate, took this uh, terminally ill 55-year-old man to the ground, forced his arms behind his back, threatened him with pepper spray. Is this because he, he mooned, a, mooned a Spain camera? That's exactly it. He On his bucket list, <laughs> yeah, I didn't he found out he was terminally one. ill, was to moon a traffic camera. And you can see these <laughs> police officers force their way onto his property, uh, kick in his door. It's so absurd for something so goddamn funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that was that was exactly it. And the, the way it came across my feed was exactly that. It was like, look how hilarious this is that this guy's getting arrested for uh, yeah. for mooning a traffic camera. But as I watched it, having my mind completely enveloped in this podcast and politics at this point in time, all I could yeah. see is like, look how disgusting the overreach of the state yes. is here. This guy's yeah. screaming. All I did was Mooney. I think Mooney a traffic cam was the way he, yeah. uh, he said it with his yeah. British accent. But it, it's this uh, a dude who can barely breathe, who has Parkinson's disease, and they're f- just yeah. forcing him to the ground. Six police officers on film. Six cops. Yeah. It's it's like once once you get over the fact about how funny what he did was, it it is terrifying to realize. But the UK is insane. So like people, people have been, I mean, Count Dankill is a perfect example. He made a joke video to share amongst his friends that just got out on Reddit and then he got uh, criminally charged for it. Do you know what the mm-hmm. charge was? I don't know the charge. It was, it was grossly offensive. That's what they charged him with. He was grossly offensive. Nice wow. and ambiguous. Now, who, now I'm, I'm going to ask a question here. What kind of person would get offended at you mocking Nazis? <laughs> oh, I mean, it, it, it makes Good you point. wonder. The only, it seems like, <laughs> I mean, it Doesn't seems it? like Nazi esque people wouldn't appreciate mm. that. And everybody else says, yeah, Nazis are pretty fun to make fun of. I yeah. thought you were going to ask so what kind of person would make offensive comments <laughs> like that. And I was going to say ones I hang out with every Saturday night. The best type of people. Yeah. <laughs> the best type of people. Yeah. That, I mean, exactly. that's, that's really interesting too about, um, I mean, it makes me wonder though, cause I know that I know the UK took the weapons away. You know, I don't know if it was a voluntary buyback or a mandatory take back. Um, and something I do want to get into with you um, throughout this podcast is talking about, you know, Australia's history with two way, but I mean, something that back to this whole, like current, uh, current state of two way, right? Because two way is up in it's, it's, it's back in the American public's interest, right? We're always kind of talking about it and it always seems to take either a mass shooting or some sort of uh, trial or, or, a, or litigation that involves a gun to get it back in our site. And, you know, everybody is, everybody's just so like, 
oh, so now a, so now you're telling me a 17-year-old can just go shoot people at will because they want, and it's like, that, that is not what it's we're so talking about, right? It's it is. There's so, so many, there's so many terrible arguments. And I think, I think the case for Americans to really pay attention to, if you want to see the, the, the state of like gun laws in terms of like self-defense and provocation is the Ahmed Arbery case, right? That one has gotten yeah. not nearly as much, um, Nothing. not, not nearly as much, um, uh, coverage. And you would think though, when you have three dudes, a citizen arrest somebody who's on subject of being suspicious, which doesn't even follow the Georgia state law, which I think citizens arrest is kind of atrocious too. You know, um, I, I, maybe in yeah, certain kind of circumstances, absurd. it is pretty absurd though. And you're going to tell me that these three guys, um, have the right to detain somebody, a black person in their neighborhood because he's acting suspicious. My understanding of that Georgia crime is, or that Georgia state law or state statute is that you must have immediate knowledge of a crime in progress. And so it's like, unless you saw him break into someone's house or like stab mm. an old lady, you, you I, I don't think that you get to just citizens arrest him. But I've heard it's amazing the amount of people that are here to defend those three, uh, those three defendants yeah. because they're like, they're like, well, they had a shot. Yeah, they pointed a shotgun in his face, but he reached for the shotgun. What are you supposed to do? It's like, well, first and foremost, you don't yeah, stop the person, it. you don't <laughs> stop the person and detain him yeah. un unlawfully to begin with. Yeah. Like, you provoked this situation. And it's really interesting though to see like how that is being portrayed in the media and how how people are responding to that and they're equating it to the Rittenhouse trial, which the two are nothing alike. And then on the flip side of that, nobody is talking about Andrew Coffey, the fourth being acquitted yes. of four degrees of fell attempted first degree attempted murder against law enforcement in, in a, well, in a I, wrote, I wrote an article about that as well. And it's, it's very interesting because they're still getting him on possession, which is 30 years, a 30 year sentence. He's facing 30 years for possession That's in a wild. country that has a, a stipulation in its very foundation that says he can own a gun shall not be infringed <laughs> like there, there is no stipulation it's not if you committed a crime right and then yeah. on top of that if you've served your time what's the issue yeah, you know what I mean, like, I mean, that is a really interesting conversation about like prison reform and and rights of a citizen, right? Like, do, does a felon have the right to own a gun? Does the felon have a right to uh, vote? You know, the I guess it's the disenfranchisement or enfranchisement of uh, of, of felons, and I mean, that's a really interesting thing. And for me, it's like people. And Logan and I had in our last podcast, we even talked about the Rittenhouse trial and how Gage Grosskoitz wasn't doing anything wrong. And I facetiously said, oh, well, he was carrying a he was carrying a, a concealed weapon. They have a legal a license gun. for, you know, and it's like and every when people bring that up, I'm like, so I do not like I literally don't care that he was, yeah, he was one of the good guys. Why would that be an issue? I mean, it's you know, it's it's one of those things where I, I definitely lean on the whole like shall not be infringed, period. Mm. You know, and that's uh, that's I mean, there's always there's there's nuances to that. And I'm not here to like dive into every single one of them. No, but at the end of the day, I definitely lean towards like, well, what part of shall not be infringed is unclear. Mm. You know, well, I mean, <laughs> my, that seems my, like my whole stance gone. I was going to say, I mean, that seems like the safest way to to reintroduce a, a violent criminal into society is they, they've served their time. They get a chance at rehabilitation. We believe in forgiveness. This is a, yeah. a country that was built on a lot of Christian principles. So redemption is one of those principles 
so you do something terribly violent and wrong, you're the only one in the population who now doesn't have a gun. That way you don't have the ability to be violent towards all these other people because they have the upper hand on you. Yeah. I think that's, that's a really yeah. good way to approach it, you know? And I mean, I've been following Colin, um, what's his name? Colin Noor. Um, oh goodness. Yeah. yeah. Is that it? And then like Eric July and Maj Trey, like yeah. I've, I've really appreciated them for, you know, stepping up and educating the black community about firearms because something that really yeah, jumps out to my mind is like Ahmed Arbery. Um, yeah. You should probably be packing. You know, it's one of those things where I I'm yeah. a firm believer that if it, that an armed society is a polite society and where everybody that you interact with has the potential to pull out a gun and shoot you. If mm. you start acting extremely shitty, yeah. I think that that's a really good. Don't be a dickhead. Exactly. <laughs> like because it, it, it's one yeah. of those things. Right. I'm, I'm sure that those I, I, I have no idea. This is 100 percent speculation, but I'm going to guess that those that those three defendants in that trial probably looked at him and said, oh, there's a pretty good chance that he's probably like an unarmed person or something like that. It also though, if you're, if you're that suspicious of somebody committing crimes, you would, I would assume that they are also packing heat, which would also, you know, tailor yeah. my, my behavior. Um, so, yeah. Cause th this case is very interesting. Cause I remember when this happened uh, and I, I was looking and I was, I was reading what happened and these three guys apparently got a call from someone who got alerted by some kind of security system. And the video was just him, like, sussing out a, a house being built. You ever walked into, like, a construction site that nobody's on just to have a look at what they're doing? Oh, yeah. All the time, actually. Oh, we, yeah. had a, we had a spot outside of one of our favorite college bars where they had to abandon a building and they left a door open, and that's where we used to go out, break <laughs> into that, go out the window on top yeah. of the roof and smoke cigarettes after the bar was closed. Yeah, so like this this is my entire point that this is something that people do. Like why was he suspicious specifically? Because he's black. Because he's black, right? That's that's the whole thing. So and this and going back to to you mentioning all the other guys that I think and I'm a I'm a very strong proponent of minorities should be more armed than most people. Right? I agree. If if the problems in America are what they say they are, why do people discourage minorities from owning guns? It doesn't make sense, right? You know, yeah. all, all this all this narrative around trans people getting murdered all the time. Carry a gun. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Problem <Get> solved. <laughs> and, and even further down that rabbit hole, I mean, just the the idea of police violence against minorities, uh, but also the the complaints that the police don't have the same call times in white neighborhoods as black neighborhoods. So it's more difficult to get support from police officers when you live in these poor areas, uh, no matter what color I you that. have. And yeah. that's, I mean, it's exactly true. And that, to your point, if somebody's kicking it, and you're probably more likely to have somebody kicking in your door in those neighborhoods mm. than in yes. rich white suburbia, and even in rich white suburbia. And there's a, a study I pulled up from the Department of Homeland Security here in America. Uh, the average school shooting incident is about 12 and a half minutes. Uh, the police call mm. time to said incident is about 18 minutes. So that's in the yeah. best case scenario. That's an, an area they care about with children who uh, of white Americans that they have incentive to go in there. They don't, if your house is getting kicked in and you live in the, the projects of your inner city area, you think the cops are coming to save you? No way. And that's it. Yeah. And I think that even beyond that, where <clears throat> there's, there's that, but then there's also just like a function of geography, right? The town that I live in, 
you were not, unless the cop has just happened to be like literally around the neighborhood, you were looking at anywhere from a 10, 15, 20, 30 minute response time, right? I mean, there's some places and that, that Sasquatch kind of the- has already raped you and left by then. <laughs> oh, Hopefully he's killed me. <laughs> so I don't have to live. <laughs> so I don't have to live with the shame of that, of that episode, but it, it's a function of geography, right? Where it's like, even, even if, even if you wanted to give the system a hundred percent credit where it's like they care where all lives matter and police are equally inclined to respond to everybody with the same type of diligence even in that scenario you're still looking at the very real function of time to respond and there's there's no reasoning with the genocidaire i i learned this from um that was one of my my takeaways from one of my college classes i even wrote a i wrote a um a college essay about like the the righteous use of force and how you know sometimes you cannot depend on the authorities or someone to come save you and i use the rwandan genocide as the example but there's no reasoning with the genocidaire right if somebody wants to kick down your door and chop off your head because you're a hutu or a tutsi then there is no sitting down and talking with that person you cannot say yeah. well no we're actually a lot similar then we are just different. You know, there's, there's literally no, like if somebody has reached that point to where they are willing to harm you physically or to take your life because of some infallible character trait that you have literally no control over, then there's no reason with them. And the only way to, you know, the only reasoning is the form of a nine millimeter of a two, two, three, 5.56, a three away in the, in the skull, right? That's, that's how you, yeah. that's how you, that's how you solve that problem. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's um, and it's a problem that we see everywhere, right? Everywhere that something happens, it's always disarm the population. I mean, look, I mean, as as silly as it is to bring up, look at New Zealand, right? What happened a couple of years ago in New Zealand? What did they give up? And now look at what the, what's they, yep, they had this right? massive gun buyback. And I I used to hold New Zealand in such high regards as like, man, I can move to New Zealand, I can ski and surf in the same day. Um, they're pretty much America light. You know, that's what I used to call them. And, and, and when they, they gave they up their gun guns, it's like, ah, yeah. I don't care anymore. But New Zealand's gun laws were actually very, very liberal in the actual, in the actual sense of the word, right? They mm-hmm. were very relaxed. And then an Australian used a gun to commit a hate crime. And so New Zealanders had to give up their guns because that makes sense. Poppycock. <laughs> <laughs> and then do you know what fucking Jacinda Ardern did? After this Besides happened, making a million dollars in her first couple of months oh. in uh, so, being prime so minister, we'll, oh, I, I didn't know that. I'm not surprised. <laughs> we'll, we'll put we'll put that on the back foot because I didn't know that. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> she went around the world demanding that countries and companies work together to censor the internet of extremist content. Do you know what extremist content is? Anything, Anything that they don't like, against the government, government doesn't like. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So, then the, she goes around calling it the tri- Christchurch call. This happened. Feel sad. Censor people. So I think it was Kiwi Farms was the website who was posting all this stuff. Had um had the guy's manifesto, which is illegal to have in Australia, by the way. Wow. It's illegal to possess the manifesto of the guy who committed the Christchurch shooting. So uh, they tried to get this this website um, taken down. They emailed them. They're like, hey, can you take this down? They're like, no, fuck you. 
right? And then they tried to get it forced down, and they're like, "Yeah, no, you're not taking us down." And they they defied them, and I'm like, "Good, good job. That's a start." Because telecommunications companies in Australia were taking it down. It it went that far where the actual telecommunications companies were taking it down because they didn't want people to read what he wrote, which was basically just a it was it was essentially, you know, it was the white supremacist narrative, but he purposefully mentioned sort of meme topics, pop culture references in it, which is why I think that they were so worried. Because do you remember how they're like, oh, the the shooter mentioned PewDiePie, right? Mm-hmm. He did, right? He mentioned it right at the start of the video, right? He's he said something about PewDiePie, or he said something, one of his catchphrases, something like that, and the media fucking ran with it. They didn't they didn't read the manifesto, they didn't read anything, right? And they censored it. So, how do you know what is in it? You just have to trust the media. But have you ever yeah. have you ever read anything in the media that you know about that is a topic that you know about specifically? Have you ever read an article like that? And the coverage right. of it is just absolutely atrocious. They they misrepresent facts. Shit, it's, right? It's terrible. It's absolutely mm-hmm. terrible. And and what about something that you don't know about? At that point, I usually you just assume, assume that, that they're right. I, I I actually assume yeah. that they're full of shit. <laughs> it's it's well, the that's, news. That's they where you should be. be. Exactly. So people are like, if if I read this and I know about this topic and I can see that it's wrong, instantly forget it and think that Move this on. article is 100% correct. It's, it's an insane thing that happens. And this is what happens with this, right? Nobody can access the information, so they have to assume that the media is telling them the truth. And this which is where, which is absurd because they're like, terrifying. oh, well, here's this article that The Guardian wrote. They're trustworthy, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then I sh- I'm like, oh, what topic do you know? Send them an article about it. They're like, this is full of shit. Well, how do you think the other one is? Right. Let's extrapolate that out it's, a little bit. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's such, it's, it's, it's media literacy is what it is. Yeah. And it's a very important thing that not many people are taught. No, and I definitely think that's part of uh, kind of that white pill that I get with the modern age that because we have so much out there and there's, there's people who are much larger than our podcast here who are out there trying to spread truth just like we are. Uh, the Jimmy Doors, the the Michael Malices, the Dave Smiths of the world, uh, Crystal Ball and, and Cigar. I mean, there there's all these new shows. I mean, Rogan gets like 11 million views an episode, which is he's on hard. Yeah, it's like ever five since times CNN slandered him. CNN. Ever since CNN was like, "Oh, you ate horse wormer, He's been on a fucking tirade. Yeah, as well as well he should be too though because i think yeah. that, that that's like that's indicative of exactly like logan and i's our last episode was the corporate press is the enemy of the people and when you have everybody get together and try to spew this narrative of like oh he's eating horse dewormer it's like yeah yeah there's there's levels of ivermectin i grew up i i grew up on a pig farm in in west texas and guess what we gave mm. our pigs when they were sick ivermectin there's also human forms of it and it has been yeah. it is one of the most studied and most taken drugs across the across the world yeah. because it treats a variety it, uh, of diseases and i think it won a nobel prize in fact and for them Something to sit like there that, and yeah. just like 
classify it as horse dewormer, right? And to and to say that disparagingly, I mean that's that's it, the, that's the crux it shows issue. you the the messaging from the top down too because it's repetitive. It's mm. it's dewormer for a whole list of animals. People use it for cats and yeah. dogs, and I used it for cattle. As Matthew used it for pigs. But horse dewormer was the thing that got passed down and got repeated over and over. So it's and it was it was all because they went they were trying to buy some kind of horse thing that had it on the label, right? It, it was probably and if we really think about it, we put the critical lens on it. There was probably like three people who bought it, right? And then they just ran with it, and that's right. become the narrative because yeah. someone someone somewhere in the higher up of the media was like, "Hey, this is good." This mm-hmm. is getting clicks. Right. Send it. We did a focus right. study right. and it's showing some positive feedback and in this particular demographic. And these are swing mm. voters for the next, you know, I'm sure there's all yeah. that time. You, but all something that. that I wanted to touch or to like backtrack on when you were talking about the, the was it Christchurch shooting? Is that the proper yeah. name for it in New Zealand, right? Uh, I mean, we've had, tri- Christchurch Magic, Massacre. So we've like had that. we've had church shootings here in this country, right? And I know that yeah. there's been several, you know, there was like the, the big one, that jumps out to a lot of people was the black church in South Carolina that they had yeah. um, somebody go in, but there's another video that doesn't get, why do you think he's wearing much... the Jersey today? Big fan. <laughs> South Carolina. Yeah. I actually, I actually went to the gun store he bought the gun from. So that's, oh, kind, that's of kind of interesting. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, th- there's a, there's <laughs> another video um, <clears throat> where somebody walks into a church and starts um, opening uh, open fire and there's a member of the congregation who, with some very judicious marksmanship, because I, I mean, I watched the videos like, "Well done, sir." Those are some well placed shots in a in a. Is this the, the one in Texas? Mm-hmm. Where where somebody yeah. walks in, fires a few shots, and before you know, pop, 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 gone. Threats yeah. threats removed, right? And that's the mm-hmm. whole thing, right? Where it's like, in in a crowd, it's it's much easier if I'm a criminal. And or I want to um, even if if you want to take it to the extreme levels, right? If I'm a terrorist, right? If I want to subject people to violence and terror for political aims and means, if I go into um, there's certain areas of this country that I think that, that you're way more likely to get away with that than others, and I will say that Texas is not one of them. I will also say it's like one of northern, <laughs> northern New Mexico is not a place that I would advise yeah. about. You know, there's there's places in this country that you just have an inclination that it doesn't matter really where you are. There's probably a good chance that there's another gun in the room. And I really appreciate mm-hmm. that. I like that quite a bit, knowing that when yeah. I'm in the grocery store, um, that there's probably other people <laughs> that, that have that have a firearm. And uh, the, the numbers would support your your statement there too. I mean, the, most of mass shootings in this country, not all of them, there are certainly ones that happen in Texas and Florida, but the majority of these mass California. shootings, yeah, they <laughs> happen in areas where they're gun-free zones. Where there yeah. are no guns allowed, and that's because the shooter knows he's not going to have anybody to contend with when he gets there. Right, it's because they know that they have fifteen minutes to do what they need to do. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and what's and what's a larger deterrent, right? This is a gun-free zone; no firearms allowed in this area. Or civilians, <laughs> civilians and staff are heavily armed. Any attempt to harm children will be met with deadly force. Right, like yeah. which which one of those signs you think are, is actually going to be a deterrent? Because I see a gun-free zone, and it's like, haha watch me but it's Man, also that's what like, i was like, saying when we had the uh, snowpocalypse here in texas and we were worried about food mm. and, and electricity going out that was kind of my joke for a while about halfway jokingly in fact was uh man what you do is you get your gun and you go find all the bernie and beto signs because you know those houses don't have guns in them 
Right. <laughs> yeah. That's I've a always, good, that's a good I've always said it's like <laughs> people that people that stockpile, um, you know, because I, I know people that 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 hoard supplies and they have quite the they have quite the nice little stockpile, but they don't believe in firearms. And I, I've always, you know, said the joke. It's like you've actually just been stockpiling stuff for me. Because I'm coming, because I'm going to come and I'm going to take it. Yeah, I have know? a little black yeah. address book of all the houses I have to hit if everything goes to the fan. And I'm just going to take it, right? I, it's like, I, thank you for stockpiling all this, all of this food and water. Perfect. Uh, we'll be fine. Don't worry. <laughs> but no guns. Yeah, what a positive message just before we ourselves. go through Thanksgiving in the States here and, and thank yeah. the good Lord, J- baby Jesus, uh, for all the good things we have. Amen to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Semi-autos <laughs> in all their many forms and calibers. <laughs> You're here. So give us a history lesson. Let's let's jump on to Australia because I think that a lot of the 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 pertinent information that we're talking about probably stems to, from y'all's disarming. Um, so let's I believe it starts with the Port Arthur massacre. Am I correct? Uh the I mean that was that was the big one. Like, that, was that was the tipping that was point. Australia's, so. yeah, Sandy that was Australia's like that. Christchurch sort of thing, right? That was that was Australia's version. So, um, Australia and New Zealand hadn't had a mass shooting for around the same time, actually, according to the media. We'll say that. So, for I think it was ninety three or ninety four, something like that, is the last the last one that really got publicized in New Zealand. 96 was Australia's before they took the guns, right? So the, the, whole, the whole argument I like to use before um, the Christchurch thing happened was that uh, Australia took the guns, New Zealand didn't, but they've both had no mass shootings for the same amount of time, according to the media, right? So basically the, the Port Arthur thing, I think it was 36 people, which is a... It's, decent amount right it's pretty it's a pretty uh high high number for a mass shooting even america even by american standards right <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry i didn't mean to laugh at that <laughs> that kind of color so, <laughs> so th- 36 it might have been 35 it's a lot so this guy um, the story is that he he bought this gun. He went down. He like um, apparently he stayed with a, a couple before it happened. Killed them. Committed the shooting. Went back, and that's where the shootout happened. There's a bunch of conspiracy theories that he was a patsy and that he didn't actually do it. There always is, right? Of course. So I'm not going to go into that. You could talk for hours about it. There's so much weird shit as there always is. So. Um, that was basically the tipping point. 12 days later, that's how long it took to write this legislation, apparently. 12 days. Does that sound like something that could be written in 12 days? No, no, no. That sounds like something no. that we have written and we're just yeah. waiting for the right opportunity. It sounds, to it it sounds pretty interesting, doesn't it? That's, that's my biggest sticking point is that it took 12 days to write and, and implement this legislation as an insight, by the way. you know, as, as an insight, cause I've said, I, for those who don't know, I am on my uh, local bodies governing council, right? So I'm one of four legislators for the town. And I can tell you that nothing gets done in 12 days. Literally like if, it, if you want to start something from scratch, 
nothing gets done in 12 days. You've got to write the drafts. The drafts have to go to legal. They come back with revisions. You've got to vote on the revisions. You know, it's, it's a process. If you want, even, even a simple resolution is like, we want to support um, short pants. You know, we, we, as the local body here, hereby support short pants that has got to go through back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And to come out with something as, as, um, total as a as a mm-hmm. we're going to de-arm the population bill oh there, there's no way yeah i mean yeah, think, so of, uh, think of what we just went through with our omnibus spending bills here in america with the yeah. and we caught a hold of it in meme culture and everybody went nuts about where all this money's going all these crazy expenditures well the the excuse that a lot of the congress uh people made was well, I couldn't read it all. I had to sign it in a certain amount of time. I couldn't even get through it. And it's like, if you can't read it in that amount of time, then why are we so dumb that we were to expect that somebody was able to write this in a coherent manner that's going to be implemented well in less time than that? It's it's worse than that, though. It's what have they snuck in? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's and that's just it. These, the these papers are sitting bit. on their desk. All these lobbyists, they paid for them. I mean, the, Obama's famous for that, that his entire cabinet was handed down to him. Uh, by some banking group. I forget exactly which one now, uh, but these guys, all this is planned out. All this is ready. These guys have these stacks of plans on their desk and they're waiting on the thing to happen that, oh, what's the emergency? Where's where's our next 9-11? Yeah. We're going to rub our hands together an until emergency. we get the chance. Yep. It's always an emergency, always. And that's that's exactly what this, this bill that's going through in Melbourne is. It's a power grab. It centralizes power entirely. And I mean, I don't think I read it. Do you want me to read the the media release just so people are aware of how? Are bad you talking it is? about the uh, the the perma COVID? Yeah, the perma COVID temporary yeah, just power. Be, just yeah. before we yeah, just before we continue on to uh onto the gun stuff, I'll just sort of give this as context. So it says under the new framework, the minister can issue pandemic orders after the premier declares the premier is like a state leader, like a governor. Um declares a pandemic after seeking advice from uh, the chief health officer, which isn't a government agent, they're a private sector person. So after seeking advice from the private sector, which that's got its fucking issues, right? (laughs) The, The Premier can declare a pandemic, which then gives him these powers, which is these orders will replace current public health directions, which is the emergency stuff, says the minister will always be also be able to issue pandemic order to specific class, classification of person or group, depending on their location, participation at an event, activity, or particular characteristics such as age, vaccination status, residence, occupation, living arrangements. Uh, it also says the minister may also consult any other person they consider appropriate when making a pandemic order and <laughs> consider any factor that they believe is relevant, including social and economic factors. That's perfect. perfect. So, Just in case I miss something on my long list of people I'm allowed to throw in jail from at my whim, I'm going to add this a uh, little bit at the end and anybody yeah. that I see to be a threat to, to this pandemic power. Yeah, so so wow. this is this is the sort of legislation that Australia passes and it's everywhere. And the, the other problem is there's a lot of language like reasonably insert term, right? Reason like um, the, <laughs> that's nice and vague. Yeah. It's the same thing Wait, that I really reasonably. Against. Yeah. <laughs> So it's the, it's the same it's, thing that drives me nuts when you do uh, we uh, the NFL, the National Football League here in America, 
they do things where they implement these new rules to fix things, but they leave things in there. Like the receiver has to make a catch and then make a football move. You're like, what the mm-hmm. fuck's a football move, man? That's so yes. up to your interpretation. That's exactly how they like to write these things in government <laughs> as well. Yeah. Because if you leave a little wiggle room, it's like, well, that's not really what I meant. Now that I see how you guys are going to fight against it. Exactly. This is what I actually meant. Because if it's, if it's specific, there's no wiggle room. There's no loopholes. Right. And that's, right. that's sort of what, and that's sort of where they, all this legislation sort of comes at this sort of, this angle almost so they 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 use very vague language it goes from our our speech laws to um basic driving on the road right it, it's all this vague sort it's of a, it's a comprehensive totalitarian bill is what mm. it is yes don't and be, that's don't that's be mooning any traffic yeah. cameras your ass might spread no. covid and we gotta throw you in get <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so but this is the other thing right if a pandemic remains in place as it is right now, then at any point for any reason, the government can be like, yeah, you know those people who attended this thing? Yeah, stay in your home or we're going to give you $5,000 financially ruin you. So um, that was a little, uh, I guess, demonstration of the level of, of depravity that this country uh, puts into its its legislators so wow. um fantastic yeah um also <laughs> the bill is hanging up the bill is currently held up by a labor member the labor is the current in um current government in part in uh in parliament at the moment um so daniel andrews is the victorian premier but the leader of the labor party so currently right now the leader of the senate is holding up the bill. It's 1919. So which way do you think it's going to go? Well, it's it, it would it w- wouldn't shock me if he gets suicided here pretty soon. <laughs> and the, and yeah, the person that so... replaces him is going to like, oh, well, we're actually for it. Mm, yeah, well, he is for it. He's the one that introduced it. He's the one that... Oh, goodness. It. Yeah, no, they're, well, they're the equivalent of the Democrats. The you guys Labor are fucked. Party. So... <laughs> Here's here's a fun here's a fun thing. Uh, the Liberal Party in Australia is the right wing party. Makes sense of that. Okay, so the Liberal Party is the right wing party, and your Labor Party yep. is the left. Is the left? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's that thing. I I made that point. I think last time we spoke. I I feel that that's kind of a product of us bastardizing the term here, where liberal is a term that was stolen from us libertarians a long time ago in this mm. country, where yeah. it got co opted from being liberal markets, free market economy. To yeah. being liberal in uh, kind of a social aspect, I guess, where now it's yeah. uh, it's everything should be liberal except for the control government has over your life and your economic yeah. system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, this uh, this firearms legislation, let's go back to that. Twelve days. Um, it's called fire. I think it's called the National Firearms Act. I think that's what it's called. Same thing. Um, so the one thing that I want to bring up is how they categorize firearms. Because it's a joke. So the way firearms work. So I have I have personal experience because I've owned guns and had them taken by the state for uh, reasons that I'll get into. Um, they were well, ridiculous. Look who's all talk with his gun rights. You're supposed to I come know. out with guns a blazing, man. I know. We're supposed to be reading your obituary. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's unfortunately not as easy to get away with that because um we don't have self-defense here even in our own house 
right? The castle really? doctrine is like a yes. Yeah, so the castle doctrine in America is something that is very, very special and very unique and very specific because we don't have it. There was a guy. Here's just mm. an anecdote for you. There was a guy in New South Wales who woke up to this guy who's known in the community. He was a, an Aboriginal guy, but that's irrelevant, right? So why you say he was known? You fucking racist. <laughs> well, it's 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 <laughs> he he was he was known to the community, and he had been warned. But there's this um, they're, they're very particular about how they um before the current time where they just cart them off by the military, right? Um, they were very particular how they dealt with Aboriginal issues for optics reasons. Yeah, um, because sense. that's that's what government always is. It's all about optics. It doesn't matter what's right or wrong. It's optics. So this this guy broke into a house and was standing in this guy's daughter's doorway. Daughter was uh, early teens, I think, something like nope, that. Nope, right? unacceptable. Right. So what would American do in that situation? That's open. Pow, pow, pow. Yep. Right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Open up that um, gentleman's so he, chest cavity and see yes. what we're gonna do after that. So he, he beat the shit out of him, but he managed to get outside the house and he killed him on the lawn and he went to jail. Mm. What? So, yep. Yeah, so um, they, they use a, um, I think they go by the metric of, I think, don't quote me, but they, uh, they go by the metric of uh, equal force. Oh, so, so I mean that that we have the same in American self defense laws mm. as like was was your was your reaction like if if somebody's yeah it's like if mm. was you, did you I think it's excessive use of force is how we cat we categorize it in yes. the states yeah. where it's yeah. like okay somebody came at you with a pencil and you shot them my my understand I mean my argument would be like yeah well you can kill me with a pencil so I shot you and shame on you for bringing a pencil <laughs> to a gunfight you know you're that's on that's on that's, yeah. that's, that's just poor planning on your part you know but yeah yeah turns so, out the so, pen yeah. not so mighty after all <laughs> but there was there was actually another case so that was one which describes the um, the self-defense level in Australia. Uh, there was another one, which I'm not 100% sure whether it's a real story or not, but apparently a guy was trying to break into someone's house, fell through his skylight and sued the house owner for not securing the skylight properly. Um, Did he win? Like that's, that's yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> no. Like this, actually, this is the there kind was of, a similar case in America with yeah. that, where I don't know if they actually, uh, how they came out on the case, but I know there was a, a in one of our more liberal cities, a uh, burglar came into a house, fell onto a kitchen counter where a, a knife had been left out and sliced his leg up pretty good and tried to sue the homeowner for, for leaving oh, out good. knives in their house. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm not, I'm not sure whether they've uh, amended that legislation where. Oh, you've muted yourself on accident there, Jack. I did indeed. Um, so I, I don't know whether they've amended that or not. Um or whether that was even an actual story. I, that's what I've heard. It could be an actual story. It could not be, but that's that's sort of where it sits. Um, another one, which is kind of funny, is uh, a guy used his unloaded firearm to prevent a burglary, held the guy at gunpoint, drove him to the police station, and he got arrested and his gun's taken. Hold, <laughs> hold up, what? So he he drove the guy who was trying to break into his house 
to the, to police, the police station, station and they arrested while, him because while at gunpoint and he they arrested the gun owner for taking him to the police station was it like wrongful so, kidnapping or something like that no they... no they got him for for brandishing a firearm and Brandish. leaving the house without yeah and then they they also got him for leaving the house with an unsecured firearm i think <laughs> they got yeah so it, I literally tell you, it, it and we love to say that a lot on this podcast incentives matter what you set up is what's going to be exploited in the system and if you set up a mm. system where you're better off shooting a guy in the head in your living room than turning him over to police what do you think is going to happen when the next guy's read that article and has a burglar at gunpoint <laughs> yeah wow one of my one of my favorite american legislations is felony murder i think yeah i think that is one of the f- most fantastic pieces of legislation i've ever heard i think so too and for all of those who um don't know what that is off the top of your head. So felony murder is different than like first degree or second degree murder. Um, Felony murder is if you kill somebody in the act of committing a felony, whether you, you, so it's like if I'm robbing a liquor store and um, I, I shoot somebody at that point, you are now charged with felony murder. Felony murder is also what the defendants of um, the Ahmed Arbery case are being charged with because the, mm. though they did not um, intend to kill him, the defense is arguing that they never, in, they never set out to kill him by um, wrongly imprisoning somebody, by essentially kidnapping mm. somebody and cornering him and forcing him in that situation, which are all felonies. They have now committed yeah. felony murder. I think it's a great law. I think it's a fantastic law where it's like, yeah, oh, mm. I didn't mean to kill. Yeah, well, someone's dead because of your actions. Yeah. You should my, be my, I think my, my favorite story was there was a, a kid who taught his mom how to shoot in for self-defense. So he uh, he got her a handgun and then two people broke into the house. She used the gun, killed one. The other one got away and then the uh, died later. And the getaway driver got charged with double felony murder. Which is uh, perfect. Yep. Fantastic. Yeah. Per- per- perfect. <laughs> fantastic. I mean, mm. if anybody listens to that and they disagree, it's like, I don't know what planet you're living, but I, as it should be, <laughs> right? As it should be, like your actions resulted in the death of two people. Good. Mm. Lock them up. Yeah. So it's sort of, this is where like there are some good, some good laws. That's <laughs> kind of pains me to say, but there are. Um, but yeah, so the um, that doesn't exist here. None of that exists here. That's that's, that's wild, far fetched. Like it's a um, people people think that the cops are here to protect them. They're not. They're here to log down what happened to you and then do nothing. That's that's their job. Their job is to to raise revenue from parking fines. That's that's the cops' job. Yeah, it's absolutely right. So, in fact, we've had legislation even passed in this country where they said that police are not obligated if they see themselves under harm's way to protect you. Yeah, the and Supreme I, Court to me, ruled that's, on it. I mean, my idea of a police officer growing up, what I was told as a child and and what to believe of these heroes as they were presented to me was that they were heroes because they were willing to lay down their lives for your safety. And that's the whole point of the police. That's the propaganda, isn't it? That is the propaganda. (laughs) Exactly. So, um, but yeah, so I want to, I want to get onto this actual legislation. So, um, what they, what they do is uh, they categorize firearms. So there's category A, there's category B, C, D, E, H, and G, I think. Something like that. So category A and B is the license that I had, which allows you to buy uh, most bolt-action rifles, shotguns, rim fires, air rifles, which are 
um, have to be registered. Uh, someone managed to register a Nerf gun, by the way. So uh, <laughs> that's a, a legal firearm in the eyes of the law now. Oh my goodness! Well, once <laughs> we're taking up all the other guns, the only dangerous thing left is They're the Nerf next. gun. Exactly. So <laughs> he knew uh, what he category... was doing. It was a Nerf gun. <laughs> <laughs> um also airsoft is illegal here really because the yeah the guns look too much like real guns mm. that's basically what it is it's it's muscari black gun that's 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 what it is <laughs> so uh category a firearms is a, an air rifle or air gun so it could be pistol or, or rifle i think uh a rimfire rifle so it's 22 you know general rimfire uh a shotgun other than a lever action, pump action, or semi-automatic, so basically it's it's breech loaded and um, brake action. So like skeet shooting, that's category A shotguns. Uh, any combination of a shotgun and a rimfire rifle. So that's like the the two two barrels where one's a rimfire, one's a shotgun. They're very, they're very odd. So category category A is basically air rifles, rimfire, brake action shotguns, or any combination of a rimfire and a brake action shotgun. Category B is muzzle loaded, center fire, other than an automatic or yeah, semi. Why the hell is muzzle loaded? Oh, muzzle load. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Say this. This is why I wanted to bring this up. This is. You get, I mean, you get literally what? Like, if you're really good at, <laughs> at, at your muzzle loading, you get a shot off what every minute, minute and a half. If you're if, good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh so, goodness. Yeah. So it's, rounds, uh, I can get off in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> a muzzle muzzle loaded firearm, center fire, other than an automatic or a semi-automatic. Uh, any combination of shotgun and center fire rifle. A black powder ball firing cannon. <laughs> right. And then a lever action shotgun with a magazine capacity of no more than five. So just for, for people that are keeping count, bird hunting. Break action shotguns, category A. Lever action shotguns five rounds or less, category B. The shotguns are the, the funniest part. I like the so category I like the C. <laughs> the cannon. <laughs> I would love to own one of those, actually. It, w- it would be cool. Uh, so category C, this is when it gets a bit serious. So this is um, this is sort of more semi-automatics. So you can't you can't really get category C rifles or category C D licenses unless you're a primary producer. So what is, what is a primary that needs to kill producer? So it's it's basically someone who produces goods that needs um an eradication of something so uh, mm, we do ha- we have we like so in 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 texas if you had a massive hog problem you would you would apply for a category d license and get an unrestricted semi-automatic rifle right that sort of thing so it's it's similar here because we have the same pig issues we also have uh we also have issues with um brumbies which are the horses we have Those issues wild with horses wild- Yes, wild okay, gotcha. in the Victorian highlands, yeah. Um, so we have the, the Brumbies, we have uh, wild dogs, foxes, uh, feral cats are all big issues. So if you are a primary producer, which is like a farmer or someone like that, you can mm-hmm. apply for a Category C and Category D license. 
Now, Category C firearms is a semi-automatic rimfire, like a 1022, mm-hmm. with no more than 10 round magazine. So they, they go into these magazines. Oh, that's a Class C. C. Yeah, I mean, I picked, up one, I picked up one of those at a pawn shop for like 50 bucks. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and it's yep. also unreliable. It's a rimfire weapon. It's, it's, yeah. it's not even it's that reliable. <laughs> no. Rimfires suck. Don't buy <laughs> Rimfire. Go straight for Setafire. I mean, I, I, I bought it because it was $50, you know, and it's like, yeah, it's, exactly. not, it's not exactly. even a reliable weapon. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't no. ever carry that in hopes of like, oh, this is, it's just like, it's like, oh, it's 50 bucks, I'll buy it. <laughs> mm, yeah, absolutely not. So, uh, yeah, semi automatic Rimfire with no more than 10 bullets in a magazine, mm. semi automatic shotgun with no more than five rounds, a pump action shotgun with no more than five rounds and a tranquilizer gun. <laughs> I like the tranquilizer. I was right. ready for that. Interesting. So now, just, so now we have get past black powder cannon. I feel like any of those weapons have less of an ability for me to fuck shit up than a black powder I cannon. No would. I have no idea. I don't even think you have to tell people you have them in America. I think it's just like, it's basically a toy. <laughs> It's a. It's what so, the, I could find when they when they kick down your door and the mannequin sitting right next to you know <laughs> the mannequin sitting next to your cannon and it's like bonjour yeah yeah I was about to say thermites yeah, yeah. often so, used for up. Fourth of July celebrations here in the states I've been to a couple of those redneck events for just yeah. blowing shit up uh, just to celebrate See, freedom I was in South Carolina and I didn't get to do any of that very disappointed uh, I'm pretty cool blow shit up I did I did shoot an M4 in Tennessee though so that was cool. There you like go. an actual one like an actual select fire one so that was fucking cool that's cool yeah so that, i was pretty lucky to find were you just that. doing uh, a yeah, range so, shooting or did you get a, a real yeah yeah it? so i i went with i went with a friend of mine just to go on a little bit of sidetrack it was my 25th birthday best, ah. best birthday ever i got a um, <laughs> i got a i got a i don't tread on me zippo lighter from the world's biggest knife store <laughs> because i had to right um so i went i went shooting and i'm like all right what's what's my options i can shoot a handgun i can shoot uh an mp5 which was very tempting that's um, a cool gun or or an m4 i went with the m4 because it's the classic choice right and i'm like is it is it just semi-automatic they're like no it's select fire i'm like you fucking kidding me this was so worth every cent. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't cheap. It was like two hundred and fifty bucks for three magazines, right? It's not cheap. And so I'm, can, I'm uh, not. I, I don't regret a single cent. That was so much fun. <laughs> see, next time you're in the states, you need to get yourself down to Texas. We'll put you in a helicopter with a fully automatic weapon to shoot us. See, I really, really want to do that. <laughs> I've seen I've seen videos of it. That looks from, like so much fun. From all I've ever heard of any of my uh, friends that have gone to do that. They've said you don't hit anything at all the entire time out of that helicopter, and you'll also never have a better time in your fucking life. It's so goddamn fun. I mean, who doesn't who doesn't want to fly around in a helicopter shooting a fully automatic cannon at um, it would be it would be awesome. You know, yeah. it's like it's like ah well, exactly ah. exactly unfortunate sons um, playing in your headset. No, <laughs> uh, and then and then I went to a shop, and this was in um. Uh, what's the place called? It's where Dolly Parton's theme park is, um, Gatlinburg uh, in Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. Um, I went to we 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 went to go play mini golf because it was in the middle of the night and nothing else was open, right? So we just went to play mini golf. 
Um, and then we there was a, a shop next to it. I'm like, that shop looks interesting. Rebel Corner. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was so close to buying so many things just for the meme. <laughs> was it a bunch of like Confederacy era? Yeah, memorabilia? it wasn't era. It was new stuff. Like it was a bunch of Trump stuff, Confederate flags, oh, gotcha. Confederate yeah, flags on everything. I got a I got a shot glass with my name on it, a Confederate flag. Because <laughs> <laughs> so that's funny. Um, it was a good time, but yeah, I, that's going to be the first thing I do next time I go to the US is straight to a gun range. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So, so that was yeah. Class C, and so what's yeah, a class? So that was Category C. So, so we're keeping track. A breach, uh, uh, break action shotguns. Then we've got lever actions with five rounds or less in Category B, and then we've got semi-automatic and pump action with no more than five rounds in Category C. Now, what do you think is in category D? What shotgun could possibly be in category D? A fully, um, a semi-auto semi-auto. shotgun with more than five rounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm so gonna guess. I'm gonna guess a semi-auto weapon with more than a magazine capacity of ten. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go curveball here. I'm gonna say anything uh, like an under sixteen-inch shotgun handheld. Mm, okay. Ooh, short guesses. Barrel, short barrel shotgun. I like it. So, um, so category D. Category D is a lever action with more than five rounds. <laughs> what? <laughs> it, is in, it is in the same category as a semi-automatic centerfire rifle. No restrictions. <laughs> a lever action shotgun with more than five rounds is the same as me. Mm-hmm. Toting around an AR-15 with one with of those bag. with one of those yeah one of those 75 <laughs> <laughs> drum it's almost sounds like it was written in uh some kind of context of like halo gameplay where it's like well obviously shotguns are overpowered so we need to uh not allow people to have like mass shooters are running up point blank to use shotguns so it's funny the reason lever action shotguns are in category d with unrestricted semi-automatic rifles is because of a single gun. Which one? It's called the the Adler A110. Right, it's a lever yeah. action shotgun. It is a Turkish piece of shit shotgun. It's garbage. But you could get them with seven rounds. And the um, he's a, a Greens MP from New South Wales. Started <laughs> freaking out about the seventh round, right? They're like, oh my god, you can have eight bullets in total in this gun. It's a mass shooting weapon, right? I'm like, it's 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 a lever action shotgun. <laughs> What's the issue, right? But it's 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 literally that one gun because one variant had seven rounds. Hmm. I almost that's... bought one for that reason. I almost bought an Adler <laughs> shotgun. That's interesting because I wanted to have the banned shotgun. The band but yeah, there was. Shotgun. If if you look at all the news around it, there's just nothing but smear pieces from the from the mainstream and... media. Going, oh on. my god, this this thing is the worst thing ever brought to Australia. Rah, rah, rah. <laughs> and good on you for learning your lesson to, to say you almost bought it this time since they took all your guns away. Almost. You know, it's really well, interesting. Well, no, th- this, was, this was when I could buy guns. Instead, I bought a, a lever. I, sorry. Instead of buying a lever action, I bought a bolt action magazine fed shotgun. It was way cooler. <laughs> That's fair. What's What's interesting is at least the the immediate Google search shows that it's a four ten shotgun. Um, it's a twelve gauge. Oh, they they do have a twelve gauge version gauges. of it. Yeah. 
Okay, gotcha. Because because the thing that instantly popped up on uh, the Googles um, is the four is the four ten version, which I was going to mm-hmm. say. Like, if you're just like if it only comes in four ten, I mean, I feel like I would much rather if I had to pick. I don't know. It's one of those things because. I don't want to get shot at period, but if I had to choose, mm. I would much rather have somebody with seven rounds uh, of 410 versus somebody who's got five rounds of 12 gauge. You know, oh, if I had context, pick, I've, I've had a, I've been pheasant hunting before and, and you give your young kids in the group 410 shotguns for exactly that reason mm. where I've, I've had a kid yeah. who pointed it right at me. I saw it come and turn my back, fired the 410 at maybe <laughs> 50 yards away. And I got a BB in my calf. That was as much damage as oh, was Jesus. inflicted. It didn't make it through yeah. my jacket, you know. So like, the the caliber actually doesn't matter in the legislation. Four oh, interesting. Is the same as twelve gauge. Yeah, but so I mean, it's one of those things. Like, matter. if if anyone looks at it, it's the same as it's the same as wool. I mean, it's the bad. It's the same bad faith arguments that we've seen in mm. so many ways. It's like the prosecution, in the Rittenhouse trial. Where they're talking about like he's carrying a two twenty three, and they're like, "That's a very large caliber, isn't it?" And it's like, "Yeah, I don't know. It's pretty small. It's like if you put a yeah. you put a two two three versus a three oh eight. Well, three oh eight's definitely better. Then you you mm. keep creeping up that scale, and it's like, well, goodness, a two twenty three compared to a fifty cal. Yeah, that's a that's a baby uh, round. <laughs> yeah. So I sent you an article from the ABC. We're talking about the ABC before. Here's a perfect example. There is uh, five, it's things a, you need to five, five things you need to know. Yeah. So what number is two is why, why is the Adler controversial? It says the gun control lobby groups argue that five shot Adler can be modified to be hold up to 11 cartridges, you know, but you see the three gun people have like 16 round magazines and they can speed load them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but 11 rounds is so terrifying. But this That's is the sort of hysteria that, yeah, this is the sort of hysteria that comes up around around guns whenever it comes up. So this this shotgun was actually category A before these changes were made, which made um, which bumped up the five round to category B and bumped up the seven to category D for wow. no reason other than fake outrage from dumb politicians. Yeah, it just reeks of gun illiteracy, which is a lot of what we see with our attempts at gun <laughs> regulation here in this country too. It it's always the, the is. People that know absolutely. Mm all about guns are writing these laws and you see things like that where they're way more concerned about the number of bullets you have than yeah. the actual caliber of the weapon where you can have yeah. a, i mean give me all the airsoft guns in the world and try to kill me with them i'd be much more comfortable than one person with a decent rifle yeah and then, i mean 100 like, yeah so this this is like and this is this this gun specifically is a perfect example of of how ridiculous it is here because it and nobody because nobody is around firearms they have only experienced guns through cinema which is a oh, dangerous have them. place it to, is you know the, like that's a that's a really dangerous place i mean like logan and i grew mm. up in a in a very armed community right where it's one of those things where if you ask the average person like what's like how many guns do you have in your house? Like if, if you asked me that it would be plus, you know, I don't know. Well, I'm not going to say actually plus or minus. I was wondering why you were going into exactly what he got you. Plus, plus or minus a number, you know, we'll just yeah. say plus or minus. But if you had asked me, it's like, well, someone would be like, well, you're a gun nut. It's like, oh, no, 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 I'm not a gun nut. 
a gun that owns X amount of guns, you know, <laughs> which is a lot more than I have. But I mean, I'm, yeah, like even even growing up, right, in our gun safe, we I can I can I know that one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and then ten. We probably had at least plus fifteen guns in our house growing mm-hmm. up, and I would say that that is a, it, it, I think that is a very reasonable amount of firearms to have in one's house, right? Because you have several semi-auto pistols, you have shotguns, you have rifles, you have different purposes. You have protection, exactly. you have bird hunting, exactly. you got deer hunting. Yep, you got all you got sorts fun. of different you got all sorts got a of couple right guns. for shits and giggles here and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. That, some some of those are <laughs> some of those are for fun, you know. It's like like I don't know what yeah. I don't know what purpose the tech nine actually held, except that it looks like a it looks like a cool terrorist gun and it was fun to shoot, you know. But, I've always yeah. had the obsession with the the one form of Gatlin gun that I think you can still own in this country. They have a 22 caliber yes and just crank the, it the that. crank one. And with the, the price of 22 ammo is just about right that you can justify just going out into the yeah. country and loading something up with that. I actually had a friend that bought one of those and they do not work all that well. Uh pain in the um, ass. Gotta, it's kind of a it's kind of a waste of money. You're much you're much I think better off just like buying is, two yeah two two 22s and you know i think holding the them in both hands the and squeezing yeah. well, see the, the problem with the two yeah. 22s there is that i can't stand there with a cigar in my mouth cranking the gatlin gun <laughs> no, no I, I hear you man i hear you i'm not here to disagree with that but it, it is crazy though it's like those that and i think that there's a lot of um i i can't I, I keep bringing back to the rittenhouse trial only because it's like pertinent and it's fresh in our mind but something that i realized like all listening to all of these callers who are calling into these shows, there's two Americas, right? There's, there's the Americas that 100%. live with guns who understand guns. And then there are the Americans that have never been introduced to guns outside of like you said, cinema outside of movies, outside of like this hyper-focused uh, hyper-political news realm, because it's like people that know guns who own guns, they understand, right? First and foremost, I, I fully understand that, that, my, that my firearm is a tool. It is a tool that is designed to maim, maul, and murder whatever I point the barrel at and squeeze the trigger. With that being yeah. said, you never point that <clears throat> muzzle at anything that you're not willing to shoot, and you keep right. your hand off the trigger until you're absolutely ready to pull. And it was one of those things, like the 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 prosecutor who grabbed the AR-15 and had his finger on the trigger. It's like, what poor trigger discipline. I saw that right picture, yeah. and I was, like, I was like, shame on you, sir. Shame well, on and, you. Another oh, one that's in the he, zeitgeist right now is the jury. Any and point the, yeah. with a finger on the trigger, <laughs> like loaded Idiot. or not, actually ask Alec Baldwin how that one works out. <laughs> that's exactly what I was going to say is to, to bring up another one that's in the zeitgeist right now is Alec Baldwin. And that's been the overwhelming mm. reaction here in Texas to everybody I talk to is where the fuck is this gun discipline at? I mean, I as a child in my household, when you got a Nerf gun for Christmas, unless you're playing Nerf war in the yard, you have to be careful about not pointing that gun at other people. I was mm. taught that with toys, with blue and orange weapons that I am yep. not to point a, at another human It's a good way being. to introduce it. It's a yeah, good absolutely. way to introduce it. And this is, yeah, so Nerf, Nerf guns serve a purpose, I think. Yeah, so it, it's, it's, a really, it's a really good way to introduce people. But I think that that almost goes into the airsoft stuff as well. It looks like a real gun. Treat it right. as a right. Treat as a real gun, you know? And I mean, mm. I, we had airsoft wars and then we upgraded to paintball and we cranked up the velocity on that. Um, so much to our parents of, of Paul, like I remember coming home one day and we'd all had a big paintball match and they're like, what were you guys doing out there? And we're like, well, we cranked up our <laughs> P. We cranked up that pressure way over what it re- what it, yeah. what it recommends you know but see i remember that from being outside of the, the paintball crowd me and my brother got 
the Walmart special, the two for one gun, like 120 bucks for two pieces of shit from Walmart. And I would be lobbing paint balls at these other guys when I finally got to get out there with them. And one of those cranked up PSIs hit me right about here in the, between my shoulder and neck and just took the skin right off. I had a nice, just whelp of blood. right. (laughs) And and I was, and I was one of those who spent way too much money on like the expansion chamber and the, and the the reaction trigger. So every time you pull the trigger, it lets one off and you let go, it fires another one. I mean, I was all about that. (laughs) See, I was, I I was that nerd who was too deep into it. I could have probably been as effective throwing my paintballs to be real honest. Oh, actually, funny, funny with on this because there, there's another thing that I wanted to mention. Um, when I was in the states and I went to Walmart, I bought a slingshot. Now, the reason that that's something to bring up is because they're very illegal here to have Wait. a slingshot. <laughs> Slingshots? Yeah. Slingshots. Yeah, like a like a wrist rocket. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's slingshots. I mean, I know the slingshot. I mean, right? I, but they're that, they're very illegal. Like if if I was to have brought it back and have it in my possession, I could probably go to jail. Jail. Wow. Yeah. Over a slingshot. Yeah. Hmm. That one What's blows the, my mind. Yeah. What is the magazine yeah, yeah. capacity of the slingshot? What category does it get placed in? <laughs> uh, I think it's just illegal. It just, it just doesn't, doesn't have a category. Illegal. Yeah, you just can't get one. Hmm. No, I mean, no you can you. make them. You know, you can you can make them out of out of sticks. But you know, that's you know, if if the Australian government could re- uh, regulate the shape of trees, they would. <laughs> <laughs> like they legitimately would. That's sort of the level that they're at. So I I was actually reading through. There's there's more. There's category E, <laughs> which is a machine gun, a tear gas gun. A shot, a short barrel shotgun or rifle is in the same category as a machine gun. <laughs> right. Wow. I mean, and the then tear gas also, machine. and th- this is the best bit: uh, a mortar, bazooka, an RPG, or sil- similar large caliber military firearm designed for an explosive or projectile. <laughs> Bazookas and a cannon, and, tear gas and and a cannon that, which is not black powder. <laughs> so just a normal cannon. <laughs> not, not, not your retroactive cannon, just like your regular. No, no, just a normal cannon. Non-antiques. And then there's also there's also handguns, which is in a completely different category. Um, it takes eighteen months to get your handgun license. Eighteen months. You can get a pilot's months. license quicker in mm-hmm. this country. You can literally learn how to fly a plane. Well, Matthew, when you can think of a terrorist attack that involves planes (laughs) instead of guns, then you tell me why we should regulate that better. (laughs) Hmm. Let me think on that one for a second. I I have no idea. (laughs) But yeah, so they um yeah handguns handguns are a a thing here. Like they um it's because I was like I want a handgun. And because uh, I'm like, oh, handguns are cool. Handgun shooting is cool. I want a handgun. I want an M9. Those things are cool, yeah. right? Uh, those kangaroos <laughs> can close I, the gap quickly. You want something on your hip? <laughs> you actually only need it. You actually only need a 22 to take them down. They're very dumb. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Basically, you just you just crack a crack a stick and they'll look up, right? And then they'll turn their head and you just done. 
22. They do kind of uh, come across to me they're like something dumb. between a, a goat and a rabbit, which are not intelligent creatures. Yes, so I yes. Can, they're, they're very, they're very an strange. oversized it's boxing the, rabbit. The largest rodent <laughs> boxing rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's um, but yeah, to to get your handgun, you have to go through a whole process. Um, oh, the other the other misconception just before I get onto handguns, the other misconception about rifles here is that they're hard to get. <laughs> they're not. Uh, once I got my license, which took about a month, right? You have to do a course. They're like, oh, here's a training course. Here's your, all your answers because it's basically the same as getting a boat license. Um, they they don't tell you anything. You know, they run you through. Don't point the barrel at anyone. Everything. Make sure you know what's behind you. You know, the basic gun safety stuff, right? Mm-hmm. The the common sense. Which is when you're still handling, important, I would which say. I'm not opposed of course. to. You know, it's one of, of course, those, like, of course. We took a hundred. I think I took a hundred safeties classes in like junior high. Mm. You know, um, which yeah. I, which I'm, I'm all about, right? I'm all about education. Know what you're shooting, what is behind whatever right. you're shooting. I'm all watch about out all for stuff. watch out for orange vest. If you see a Sasquatch, mm. don't assume it's a man in a costume. Shoot it because we want DNA yeah. proof. <laughs> 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 Um, but yeah so they they you know the training the training is good it's not training they don't they don't let you shoot anything at the time they don't sort of prop you up with guns and be like this is how to handle them this is how it's to like a, them. an online course basically in the same way that basically i said it, that it's online in you person can, yeah there there are states here where you can get your driver's license uh basically online and it's like i think we all realize that you don't learn how to drive on the computer you kind of have to touch the machine Oh, I support the abolition of driving licenses. So whatever. Fucking, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> why do I need a license from the state to drive my property? Fuck you. <laughs> I would concur with that sentiment, sir. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they 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 take you in. They run you through the basic gun safety stuff. You know the the common sense gun safety stuff that people for some reason need to be told. Right? Don't point at anyone. I like Baldwin. Like Jesus Christ, um, but they don't—they don't tell you legislation. They don't tell you what to do to avoid um, getting into trouble. They don't tell you this. They don't tell you that. Um, and then they just send you on your way. And then you get your license in the in the mail, and you can go apply. So we need uh, purchasing permits. So we'll we'll have a permit. We'll sign it. We'll say what gun we want, um, and then they send it off to the government. They do a background check. It takes a month for the first one. Because they're like, oh, you need a 28-day cooling off period. Because what if you just got it and you want to kill someone? Well, 30 days isn't going to stop me. So, <laughs> so it's it's like, it, it it's it's sure the the safety precautions for safety precautions reasons, right? But ultimately, if you're really that intent on going through the entire process to do that, I don't think 30 days is going to stop you, right? right. So. It's uh so they do that, then you send it off, and then every single gun after that that falls under your license you can get within the day. You go in, you sign it, you send it off, you get it back at the end of the day. Okay. So it's it's a pretty quick turnaround because I because I bought you... my twenty two first, which is a, a bolt action twenty two, um, which for some reason you guys apparently had no idea existed because I've spoken to multiple multiple Americans that are like a bolt action twenty two. I didn't know they made full action 22s. <laughs> I was I just assumed that they were because I think that was my first gun was a semi-auto 22. Yeah, I feel like uh I feel like 22s are 
primarily almost exclusively in this country used for its cheapest ammo to spray down yes. the range. That's basically what yeah. it gets used for. <laughs> yeah. So so I bought my my uh, Lithgow LA101, which is the rifle that I bought, which is an Australian-made 22, which is cool, right? I'm like, all right, I'll keep it local. I was going to buy a Browning, but I'm like, mm, no, I'll keep I'll keep it local. I'll buy I'll buy That's Australian. Fair. So I did. It was a fantastic rifle. If you want to if you want a 22, you guys should buy one. They're they're 800 bucks, which is like. Oh, there's no way I'm. There's, uh, there's no way I'm sending 300 bucks on a 22. <laughs> no, look, look it up. It's fucking sick. I'll look it up, it's, but I'm telling so you, good. I'm not spending 300 dollars on a 22. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh, but they're they're the same gun company for children. That... <laughs> they're, they're the same company that makes the Australian military rifles. So okay. I'm like, all right, we'll we'll keep it we'll keep it local, we'll keep business in Australia, whatever. I bought my twenty two, it was a good gun, right? It's reliable. It's got some weight to it, which is good for the twenty two. I didn't want a gun that was too light. Um so that was my first one. I had that for a while and then I went out and bought a six five Creedmoor. Um and that was uh a Tika Tac A one, which is a fucking cool gun. And I got it Cerakoted, it was burnt bronze. Cool. So that was cool. So it looked it looked pretty good. I had um, a night force on it because I wanted to I wanted good glass on it. So I um I got the night force and I went out shooting with that. And then uh, I also bought a shotgun at the same time because it was five hundred bucks. There you go. No, no, no. <laughs> so we I bundle. I put the, we bundle and uh, yeah. you save. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Was it like other? So I bought. So when it, shotgun and in, in from basically what we use it in this country for is basically just for bird hunting. Do y'all have? Uh, liberal hunting laws there is it something that's no not not really like they really don't want you going out shooting that's like they're they're strategically making all the hunting areas national parks so we can't hunt there like that's Mm. how bad it is here like they strategically (laughs) go around and fuck over gun enthusiasts and shooters specifically like they they really really discourage it here like you you think california discourages it fucking jesus christ no this is nothing like that this is next level which is crazy it's it's methodical yeah yeah because in america (laughs) our national forest it's a it's a weapons free zone you can go into the like i live a mile and a half from the national forest line you know and that's all it takes like i can't just charge uh guns in village limits per um the ordinance etc etc state land depends um it really you know state land's a lot trickier but national forests dude it's weapons free there's no no bans on whatsoever i mean and that's where we go to target practice you know yeah that's where we go to sight in our weapons that's where we go to do range training we go to the national forest we know of a couple of really good spots and yeah nobody nobody thinks twice so if if i was to go out to a national park let's say the grampians right which is a, a mountain range in the, the west of victoria um if i was to go there and go shooting and just you know have some fun i would probably lose my license and get put in jail like it's it's that sort of bad and and if i was there with someone who at the time um i found this out later and this i'll get i'll get to this because this is the reason that i had my guns taken from me um not this reason specifically but i'll uh, i'll get into it so basically if you take someone who isn't licensed shooting and they're caught shooting that gun you will lose your license and you'll get fined a stupid amount of money and probably a jail sentence like that's that's how bad it is 
So does that, uh, does that I, extrapolate to say if they have the same permit to buy that weapon or use that weapon? Is it no? Still... So if if they're licensed, they're able to shoot it. Okay, but only if they're licensed for that category of firearm. That so let's say I had a Cat yeah. D license, right? And I had uh, a Scar Seventeen, right? Let's okay. let's say I had one of those, right? And I went out shooting, and I'm just going crazy and the cops get called and they're on their way and my friend happens to be shooting it at that time and he has a category b license we're both fucked and that that gun's getting in cut right so um basically what happened so but here's the here's the funny thing i can take someone shooting at a range no problem can be the same person same gun go to a range no issues right mm. But as soon as it's outside of a range, and I didn't know this because I wasn't told this, you know, because I I never knew anyone with guns. I never knew anyone that had guns. I never knew anyone that shot or knew the legislation or anything like that. I did it off my own back. And this is this is my primary point here is that when you buy guns in Australia, you're an automatic criminal. They're looking for a reason to take the guns from you and give you a criminal record. That's that's basically what they do. So I can go shooting with someone and everything's fine, but that gun in my house, which is what happened, right? I because what, what happens when you get something new, right? Do you want to show it off? Right? Right? Yeah, exactly, right. So I'm like, oh here, have a look at this. And you know, it's it's a gun in Australia. People are like, oh, this is weird, right? People want to get photos with it. So I'm like, no worries. Not thinking at the time that someone will post them on social media. Mm-hmm. Mm. It happened. They Which went and got so- gun charges, and then they retroactively fucked me over because of it. So, mm. because they they went and got gun charges, and my biggest issue, and I can't stress this enough, is I and this at this point I um, was still ignorant and trusted police. So I'm like, I've done nothing wrong. I'll talk to them. No. Oh don't, no. Don't fucking talk to oh, cops. Oh no. Don't don't fucking talk to cops. Don't do that. That's the worst fucking idea ever. So I get fucked over because of it. I lose. $11,000 worth of firearms and equipment, and I just bought reloading stuff for my 6.5. So oh my goodness. Yeah, that's right. Take so, that lesson from Mr. Rittenhouse right there. You talk to a goddamn mm-hmm. lawyer first. Yep. And when they bring up in court several times that you pled the fifth, which is illegal for them to do, you sue them for defamation afterwards, which we're going to get to see, I think, in the near future. <laughs> it's so shut I the fuck up Friday. Friday. And what do you yeah. do? You shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So that was that was kind of my... Uh, that was probably the precipice of my my journey into, I guess, anarchism. And now I'm, so, I'm full-blown fuck it all. Yeah. Blow I mean, that's, that's really curious. Um, Minecraft, of course. How? Uh, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> okay. Interestingly <laughs> enough, there's two two things. I want to make a comment, then I have a question for you. The first mm-hmm. comment is that the in-Minecraft defense no longer is going to be viable because there was really? a gentleman there was a gentleman who had um, mock... Um, mock uh, creations of uh, US, U.S. military installations and they found them <laughs> in Minecraft and they arrested him and uh, he is and I'm, I, at this point he's really? kind of disappeared um, and I think that he's probably been funneled into the secret courts God, and what a world Minecraft has created I, I know they also used mm-hmm. its intense mapping of the Notre Dame Cathedral to reconstruct it because they didn't really have complete records of it Minecraft is is quickly becoming the best architectural library that the world has. It, which Did you is know cool. that there's, a, there's an illegal library of books 
available yes. for anyone it, that it downloads it in on, Minecraft. On, in Minecraft, what the actual fuck? Which is awesome. That is incredible. I think that's great. Digital um, library. But I'm just saying that you're in <laughs> Minecraft defense. Okay. Um, I didn't know that. Te- that's is, very interesting. Right now. That's very interesting. To which it's one of those things that's like, I'm sure that everybody looks around and I'm sure they're watching this like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We hear all you guys saying in Minecraft, but until it's like, <laughs> well, you actually have a pretty detailed replicas of US military installations. You're coming with us. And it's like, it's like, but it's in Minecraft. And it's like, crime, is it not? Do we pivot to in Roblox now? Is that the new one? <laughs> in space. Right, in, in space. No doubt. Yeah, yeah. Um, that that's just, just for anybody who's... Interesting. Um, who's saying Maybe we need to come ass. up with uh, like an MCU, uh, a libertarian extended universe. <laughs> Where all of these things are... Yeah, it's, it's just in the alter... It's just in the extended universe. So um, the, the next question I have is like, how did the actual like disarmament go? Right. So I know that you said that, you know, they charged you or, or they, they took, they came and they took away your, uh, you came and they, you yeah. talked to the police. Like how did the, how did the actual process of them like physically seizing your guns go walk us through the process of like, okay, so, so somebody takes the picture, they're charged. They can now, oh, I took the picture. You, right. Oh, so you took the, yeah. okay. So, so you which, take the picture. Which, which, yeah. Which, which is, which is more to my point that I was in the room, right? The whole stipulation is that I can take someone shooting as long as I'm there watching because I am the licensed shooter. So you you can't think that that would in your own house or because you're not in the picture, they can't can't prove that you were there taking care of it. It was in my room and I took the photo, right? Mm-hmm. Which I'm so, sure it's really easy to prove. It's like, hey, look, this is my room. Like, here's my bed. Well, that's that's you know? how they figured out that it was my my gun is because it was I had an Australian flag in the back, right? Mm-hmm. Oh. so so they're like, oh, okay, th- that's the flag. This is the room, whatever, right? So, um, but this this is what I'm saying is that I can take someone shooting no problem because I'm a licensed shooter, right? But I can't in my own house have someone touch my gun. How does that make any sense? Oh, it doesn't. It doesn't, <laughs> right? And this, like this is, and, and this is this is where my whole issue comes in. And they also didn't take into account that I had no criminal record, that I um, got into it by myself, that I was 20, 23 at the time that I bought it, right? So they took none of this into account. And this is because the, the justice justice system in Australia is is not designed to find the correct outcome. It's we think you are wrong, therefore you are wrong. Like in in America, what do what do cops call people that they're investigating for crimes? Suspects. Suspects. Do you know what they call them in Australia? Criminals. Offenders. 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 No really? no charge of a crime, they're offenders. It's, it's, mm. it's, it, it's, it's, it's guilty until proven innocent. And that's the system in Australia. Yeah. Which so, is terrifying. I mean, that's one of the things yeah. that we, we do a lot, a lot here in America and that I do respect as many things as I have a problem with, with our legal system, that, that, that is a very important key that until you are proven guilty, you can't just be on a goddamn witch hunt for somebody. You are presumed innocent. I know that that is. Wow. Yeah. And that, yeah. And going wow. back to the Rittenhouse thing, because of course it comes back to this. That's that's exactly what it was. It was a trial by media. He was guilty already because the media said so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's it. Anyway, so on to, on to how it happened. So basically, um, 
uh, it was the the start of the year that I bought it in 2018. 2018, I bought the gun early January. I uh, had it for about 12 months. In the course of that 12 months, I got it seracoded from black, which is how it came, to burnt bronze. So the gun looked different, but the scope was the same. So you can tell it's the same gun. Nothing else changed. So in the process of this, uh, the, the photo was taken. I thought nothing of it. And I guess he put it up on his Facebook, and then he got um, he got firearms charges because I guess he went out and decided to be a fucking idiot. Mm. Um, and it was unannounced. I had no idea. I get a knock on the door on New Year's Eve. Of all times. Um, yeah. Like, can't, yeah. Can't, yeah. Can't you wait like, till fuck, Monday? Fuck you. <laughs> Let me yeah, just ring in the exactly. new year. Yeah, yeah. Can't you wait yeah, till here's, Monday? Here's some, here's some fresh, here's some fresh <laughs> firearms charges for you. Fuck you and have a good year. <laughs> like, fuck <laughs> off. So, so they 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 do this and they they come in, they knock the door, they're like, oh, we're gonna come in, burst through the door. They're like, oh, we looked at your record. I'm like, if you looked at my record, then you fucking knew I've done nothing wrong ever. So what the fuck mm. are you here for, right? So they they come in, they say, oh, we're here to take your guns. And I'm like, what the fuck? What for? So they, they sit down and they're like, um, oh, this is what happened. This is what happened. And I'm like, I, I didn't know he had firearms charges. If I knew he had firearms charges, I wouldn't have given, given him the gun, right? right? But they, I don't know whether I misspoke or they misheard, but what they wrote down was not what I said. Right, wow. goes back to don't talk to the cops. Right, it's shut the fuck up. Because, <laughs> yeah, so so I learned my fucking lesson. Um, but yeah, so basically they they came in, they collected everything, and they left. They took my fucking knife. It wasn't even on the fucking warrant. They took my knife. I'm so glad that they didn't take my bow because I would have flipped my shit. So so when so they come in here, and so this is this is after. You've already talked to them, right? You've already had your your. your it's during that. That this would take everything. So so the, so the, so you're having this this conversation with them, and they they mishear you. Um, or there's a, there's a breakdown in communication. Or, or I misspoke. Or, whatever. Or, or, or even beyond that, it's like so they're in your house. You're having a conversation with them, and they essentially go, "All right, heard enough," and that's yeah, it. Basically. Yeah. Just like and that, I get. Yeah, and then I get all the documents, and they're like, oh, you have a court case halfway through the year. Uh, keep in mind that I was leaving the country in, in um, a month and a half from this point. So uh, I had my flights booked for, for Japan, um, and I'm just like, I don't want to deal with this shit. So they, they took it. They took all the ammunition. They took uh, all the, the – I don't think they took the dyes, but they took the, the raw bullets – um, mm-hmm. They took the powder. They took all my reloading stuff. Um, they took the shotgun. They t- I had like I had like three hundred shotgun shells just because it was cheap as shit. So I bought a ton. Right. Right. So they they took all of that. Um, and then they they took the twenty two. They took the the six point five. Uh, and it it was weird because I I swear they said that I was only banned for a year. Right. Which means like to me if you take someone's license and say it's only for a year why would you go and destroy all the firearms so they right? so hold up you're telling me that at the end of this they don't even have the decency 
to seize them and keep them. They go no. and destroy them like they're not even. They're to not to be take fair, your... I haven't checked. They're, I was um, about to say it's like if I'm taking people's <laughs> firearms, I'll be. I'm not destroying them. I'm throwing them yeah. in the safe and be like, your, your shit's mine." You know. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm. Uh, to be fair, I haven't checked whether they still have them. I just assumed that three years later that they're not going to have them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So at the end of it, uh, I go to Japan. Um, so all that happens, I make the mistake of talking to them. Uh, then the court case rolls around in July 2019, I think it was. And um, I go in, they don't let me talk. They don't let me do anything, right? Uh, the public defenders don't want a firearms case because they're pathetic. Um because they, they just want the easy cases. They want the, the traffic violations. They want the parking fines. They don't want to deal with an actual thing that shouldn't be happening, like a 24-year-old being charged with firearms offenses for letting someone touch it in their own house. Yeah, so, it's like the first thing where they're, they're working on a, building a resume, so they're worried about what's the easiest thing for me to go ahead and take. Mm-hmm. You don't really want to yep. scoop and up it's, a, a case that's going to have to take some time. Yeah. Yeah. So, and to get actual like decent firearms lawyers, there's not many of them for obvious reasons. Um, so, and the ones that exist are very expensive and I don't have money. So, you know, it's the same issue that the American court system has where it's like, well, do you have money? No. Well, fuck you. <laughs> Good luck. That's, that's, yeah. Yeah, Johnny, that's, that's basically your representation is Johnny dipshit over here. Yeah. So that's basically what happened. So I come back. Um, they're like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Um, you did bad. Here's a $1,000 fine, and we're taking $12,000 of your property. Fuck you. Dude, that's wild. Um, yeah, <laughs> and then I get um, a criminal record, and... Whoa, whoa, whoa. I had no uh, idea we were talking with the criminal. One... We have to disassociate ourselves from you. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be, this um, be used yeah, my so... character witness trial. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so there and then i'm pretty sure again i haven't checked because to check my police record i have to pay the police money so i'm like <laughs> fuck you <laughs> so Isn't that a lovely um, system it just keeps it? getting Isn't better it? it's fantastic yeah yeah so um so i'm just like yeah i'm not giving you any more money uh i'm pretty sure they said a year uh, but I don't exactly want to go buy guns in Australia anymore, which I guess that's the point of the, the way that they deal with it because now I'm not going to um, buy guns anymore because fuck this go. country. We deterred yeah, so... a, another potential mass shooter from buying any guns. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. At, any, at yeah. any point, did you ever like, so is this your local police doing this? Is it? Are they like Fed agents? Are they kind of like, no, they, they like were, we have Fed agents, were, we have state police, were these local police? Yeah, what was kind so of your characterization of them? We, we, the, the case was held in our magistrate court, which is in the local area, but okay. the police were from the CBD, which were the, um, the, you know, the big, the big Melbourne cops. So the investigators and whatnot. Um, so it's more so like they a, were the ones. So like a, like for America, it's almost like the state police are coming to get. Uh, well, yeah, the, yeah. The CBD is the central business district, right? So yes. it's, it's more yeah. like the, the urban center police coming out. Mm. 
Yeah, so they were oh. more the yeah, oh. they were like the they they were the the firearms task squad. So they're the one they're the ones that have the SOG, which is the special right. operations group, which, which is, is a, like we said earlier, where the uh, <laughs> the high concentration of of population gets to vote on the thing, and then the lower yeah. population has to put up with whatever dick they get on their plate. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. Um, but yeah, so I'm okay. pretty sure that the uh, the cops were the the same ones that work with what our SWAT is, which is SOG, which is a special gotcha. operations group, which they're, they're armed about as well as SWAT is for absolutely no fucking reason. I'm about to say, it sounds like it's an overkill. I mean, it's it, sometimes, I guess it depends on whose door you're knocking on in America, but, but more times than not, it is an overkill with SWAT, mm-hmm. but it well, sounds like sometimes it, they don't knock and then they get shot at. I'm about to say, <laughs> which is, which is also fair. I mean, there was, there was that video that's circulating about the two burglars trying to break into the guy's ha- house dressed as FBI agents. I don't know if you guys have seen that one, but uh, in the video, the, um, you know, they're trying to break in and then you see some rounds fly through the window and the door and there's a meme going about it. And this guy's like, Oh, that was, that was really smart. How'd you know that those guys were robbers? And the guy's like, robbers? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> So the, the, these are the um because uh, what was the what was that one in Maryland the the no knock raid that was that was, was uh, uh Duncan was Limp yeah that's the one he uh that was the situation that was one of those no knock warrants we we don't really have those here I don't think um if we did they're make way safer here. Uh, cops, are, <laughs> right. cops are way way safer doing that here. There's no stress <laughs> about that. We have no rights. That's crazy. Oh, and with the, yeah, that's a word with the about pandemic it. legislations, yeah, with the pandemic legislations and the emergency powers, the cops can just come into your house at any time. So that's fucking cool. And that's kind of what I wanted to get into too to ask you is is how much have you seen it exacerbate since the gun regi- uh, restrictions have come down? Uh, and I, I guess obviously you're a young man, so I don't know how much you saw before that, but do you feel mm. the the pressure of the government expanding faster or overreaching its role more now that there is not an armed population? Um, well, yeah, it, it's hard to say. It definitely has in the last however long, couple of years, five years, maybe. Um, but we've seen, we've seen a significant increase in uh, violence from the police in Australia. Like they've just lost all chill and they won't, won't hesitate kicking you in the head or hitting you with a car. Right. Yeah. They're both yeah, like- videos that I've, I'm not sure if you guys have seen or not, but there's a video of a, a cop car running down someone that they're trying to chase. They just hit them with the car. Um, I mean, that's also like you could have inserted any random chase in America. Our cops aren't much better mm. in that regards. Yeah. But they do at least hopefully have to think about uh, if they're going to kick in your front door, if there is the capacity for you to fire back at them. Well, that's just it. It's, it's, um, and I was watching, I was watching a, a thing with, uh, uh, it was, uh, what was it? It was, um, and I've lost it. It was, it was basically a, um, no, it's gone. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> no, I, I had it, I had, I had it there for a second, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's not, it's not great. And especially with these, um, the pandemic legislations, it's very, it's very loose where the law sits at this point, because it's, um it's very vague yeah yeah and it you know like we said they like it that way it's nice to have that wiggle room when you're the one who 
writes the laws and later the one who gets to implement the laws as you see fit. It's awful nice to have that little bit of wiggle room in order to uh, yeah. to make sure you get the point across. Yeah. I mean, just, just before, um, I'm, just because I haven't brought this up yet, um, with the, because the, the gun legislations and whatnot, they were, you know, they were told to us that they were to stop mass shootings, right? Right. So this this is is more or less a lie um they say that it curbed gun violence uh they didn't um so if you look up certain like the certain statistical graphs that they try and hide for obvious reasons uh gun violence in melbourne specifically because we had a, a bunch of like gang stuff like bikies and and like mafia types and that sort of stuff in melbourne through the the late 80s early 90s mm-hmm. um gun violence had been dropping since 1988 um and it's consistently dropping and 1996 which is when they brought in the gun legislation basically what we saw was consistent 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 drop back up consistent down that's basically what the map shows. So really it changed nothing except it made people a little paranoid for a year. Hmm. So if you know, just didn't go out and uh, gun crime. If you know at all what to attribute it to, what do you think that decline before any of the legislation came in? Uh, why do you think that gun violence had been on a negative trajectory? Well, it was on a negative trajectory in every Western country, even America. Hmm. Interesting. Like, if if you have a look at the graphs all around the world, violent crime in general had been dropping since the eighties. Like, it's it's a general worldwide trend that no firearms legislation actually had that much of an impact on. I mean, in in Australia, I can I can only maybe maybe it's very possible. I mean, who, it's like who really, who really in knows? But yeah, who, yeah, I mean that that's that's the real question. But I mean, I think that, um, and we can wrap up here pretty soon on this. Um, mm. I think that it, it goes to show you that, um, decrease, you know, like increased gun restrictions don't really stop violent crime. Look at Chicago. Look at Detroit. Look at New York City. Right? Just because you make out, yeah. I mean, okay. Mm. So now, not as many people get shot, but now you get stabbed. And I mean, God, please shoot me before you stab me. You know, it's like banning butter knives. I mean, it's (laughs) it is wild though, and it's one of those things that we've seen that we've we know there's statistical evidence that shows that 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 making guns illegal doesn't stop criminals from purchasing guns. It just uh, puts in the black market and it makes law buying citizens, the victims now. And I'm, I mean, by all means, it's like, stay strapped, everybody. I'm all about yeah. it. I mean, I mean car- carry your firearm, train with your firearm, know your firearm inside and out, know how to disassemble it, know how to assemble it, know how to field strip that right. thing, know how to know, how, yeah. know your, know your, your, your functions and how those, you know, know your, your likely jams and, and the failures of your firearm and train on how you eject those double loads and all. I mean, I'm all about that. Right. And be well that- armed and report said guns is stolen. <laughs> no, there, there's also that too, you know, um, but I, I just, it just kind of blows my mind. And I think that that's, that's kind of the, the core of this issue is that there's, 
there's not even two Americas, there's like two worlds. And it's those mm. that are, you know, maybe it's three worlds, you know, it's like there's, you have the criminal aspect of the world, which is going to continue to be criminal regardless of what the law is. We all know yeah. that prohibition does not work in any way, shape or form. Making something legal does not stop anybody from doing anything that they really want to, whether it be buying drugs or killing people, they're going to do it. So that's, that's one aspect of it. But the rest of the world is divided into two people or two groups of people. It's those that um, know firearms that train with firearms that understand what they are and their relationship in society. And that there's, and those who are absolutely terrified about them. And Mm. it's one, I mean, it's one of those things like hearing what you're talking about, no castle doctrine, no self-defense, um, that's one of those things that makes me, it's like, holy shit, proud to be an American right now. You well, know? Yeah, that's, that's a very good point. Cause this is one thing that I think Americans take for granted. Cause I, I have a couple of American friends that are, you know, pretty, uh, let's call them socialists, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, they, uh, they very much buy into this narrative. Um, and one of them came up to me, the, uh, a while ago and they were like, uh, how how are you dealing with the the media stuff i'm like you just need to read different types of media because it's and that that goes back to the gun thing which is it's it's ignorance it's a ignorant manipulated by uh i wouldn't necessarily say evil parties but definitely disingenuous at, at the right. very least at the very yeah, least these, uh, mm-hmm. yeah it's, and it, it point, does uh, all, yeah the gun it does ultimately come have. from um, ignorance. Ignorance is is where it all comes from, and ignorance, as much as it is bliss, it is very easily manipulated. It's and dangerous. That's where a lot of this, yeah, and it's it's the the mob mentalities, and that's where it all comes from. Hey. But fear, fear, and ignorance it's is, is it's basically the yeah. whole podcast here. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so it's it's very much fear and ignorance manipulated by people who, um, for whatever reason, don't want guns. Which I don't know why a private citizen wouldn't want people to be able to own guns. It kind of makes sense, but yeah, each to their own, I guess. Just I, leave I guess. the fuck alone and let me do what <laughs> I, I, I want to say. If you got, if you don't want to own a gun, then that's that's fine. By all means, you don't go own one, but that's not going to mm. stop me from... Yeah, uh, just don't come running to me when you need help. I was about to say, yeah, <laughs> it's not going to stop me from exercising my Second Amendment. No, exactly. Out. And it's it's definitely something that Americans take for granted. And I think with uh, the the last few years, the the I guess the errors in, in gun handling whether it's from alec baldwin to to like um self-defense cases or even malicious attempts to arrest people right which result in gun death all these all these cases are coming out now and people are realizing that self-defense matters Mm -hmm. like even and there were a lot of people this rittenhouse thing there was a lot of people who saw the media saw the pre-trial media watched the trial then realized hold on they're all wrong they're all lying what else am i being lied to about and this this is the best thing on top of that it's also solidifying self-defense in legislation mm-hmm. that's it, that it was just, the it really good precedent thing. to set that it's like yeah like you can you have a constitutional right to be a dumbass 
You can be an idiot in a situation that you have no business being in, but regardless of your choices, you still have the right to defend yourself if somebody comes after you. And I was, I mean, it's one of those things. It's like people who call for justice needs to be served. It's like, well, what you want is a conviction. And I was really happy to see the Kenosha kid walk free. I mean, uh, let it, let him. And also like, let's be fair, right? He shot a pedophile. That's a net plus to society. That one should have just been dropped on, on this premise of who he shot. It's like, well, you should should get a free gun for shooting a pedophile. I to say (laughs) we should deputize him for that. But at the, you know, (laughs) at the same time, it's like, and this is, this is like, I say this half jokingly, but it's like Kyle Rittenhouse. And I I don't, I think he's a, I think he's a moron for being there. And I Mm. I don't, I don't glorify him in any way, shape or form. But, I will say that he had he had participated in one of the most American actions that you can do is you shoot fascist. And for that, we need <laughs> we need to, we need to give him credit. We need to give the Kenosha kid a medal yeah. for, for shooting some fascist. <laughs> well, just uh, don't don't try and steal someone's gun. That's that's the very yeah. least. Yeah. Don't attack people. Or yeah. Yeah, you can fuck around and find out. That's up to you. But that's uh, right. that's on you. And yeah, you uh, can put out all the memes out. you want of uh, fat, proud <laughs> boys who aren't physically equipped to carry those guns. But the, the moment of truth comes when you try to take one away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That. yeah. Well, cool, man. Um, we've definitely I think we've ran over two hours at this point. Uh, so I know that it is daytime in your world. It's time Cruise. to let everybody get on with their their lives. So, uh, Jack, give us some yep. plugs. Where can we find you? What you, what you about? Uh well, my Instagram and Twitter are both the same. It's Jack E. Curley, uh, K-E-R-L-E-Y. Uh, you can find me there. I'm always tweeting at people and yelling at stupid people. Um, we've just started a news outlet, so I'm the editor-in-chief at my own news thing now, which is fucking cool. That's Badass, uh, man. Oz Liberty Network on Twitter, and the, the website is australianliberty.network. Um well, it's it's brand new website, so we're working out the kinks and articles don't show up as as thumbnails, so people won't click them. But we're we're sorting this out. This is all a very new venture, and I've been saying I wanted to do this for a while. Now I've finally done it. So here we go. We're we're doing something. So that's the new thing. Uh, I follow that because there's it's just news. Like that's that's the the name we're running with right now is is just news because that's all it's going to be. That's, that's beautiful. I think the world definitely needs more yeah. of that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, because I, I just I just wrote a um an article on Andrew Coffey, which is necessary because not enough people are writing about it. Just like local, uh, local outlets are running it, which is very, very much a uh, uh, disingenuous because they don't want the the fact that a black man got off on self defense when he shot at the police is uh. They want to. They want to. They want to put put in the the on the back foot. That's something that they don't want out, especially while Kyle Rittenhouse is going on. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, something that needs to be out there. So we'll see. All we'll right, see I it like goes. it. Hopefully, it kicks off. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You said it's AustralianLiberty.network. Yep. Cool. And Oz Liberty Network on Twitter. Oz Liberty Network. Right on. Do you mind uh, sending me those links? Um, yep. Just in like an yeah, Instagram message. In so, notes. Yep, so I, I can, can uh, share those in the show notes. Uh, Logan, you got anything else? I uh, just wanted to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving that's listening to us here in the States. Hopefully we get this pumped out and uh, available for you to listen while you're driving, flying, or otherwise commuting to your families and safe travels to everybody out there as well. 
you're here. I appreciate it, Jack. Thanks for your time. No uh, thanks for having from, me on. From every from way down under. Um, that's that's it's, it's, it took me a second to try like wrap my head around like the time <laughs> difference. You know, it's like the okay, time? so it's yeah. actually like Wednesday at like one o'clock now at the, yeah. or two o'clock yeah. at the time. Which one of us is uh, currently in the future? I'm in the he future. Is. Yeah, You're yeah. Future. It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday over there. Yeah, yeah. It's it's Wednesday, three thirty in the afternoon. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> right on, right on. But I've because oh, cool. I've, I've been I've been working on um I've been working on Eastern time, so I'm used to it at this point. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes yeah. sense. I mean, it's yeah. uh. So thank thanks for bearing with us. Also, thanks for uh, yeah, no us together on such a short yeah, notice. Please. Well, guys, thank you very much for tuning in against the Mob Podcast coming to you. Um, it seems like we are back on our weekly releases. So uh, Matt Billingsley, Logan Carpenter coming to you guys. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can find us at some iteration of Against the Mob. We will pop up again. Thank you very much, Jack Curley, for coming on. We will link all of his information where you can find him, what he's about in our show notes. And remember, guys, that's against the mob with people over politics. See you next week.